Well, I'm not. I'm not. Cody I'm not fucking eating bananas. Oh my god! With the oral fixation, Cody Boar. It's just chew. Cody Boar. Just something to like. Good grief! It's just something to. Someone touch your tongue against to get flavor. Someone gets got in here. Cody needs talking to. And I will tell you too, like going carnivore, this is my one. This is my one flavor. You know what I mean? Because I have no salt, pepper, and meat. Like that's my only flavor. You don't put any anything on it. I'm not allowed to. You're not, you're not allowed hot sauce or anything. Oh no. Why? Oh, because it's no. got stuff in it. Uh, nope. Hmm. What about frosting? Is that on the corner? <laughs> I, ca- I keep wondering. Like, <laughs> is I that keep, on the corner? I keep that? telling myself, like, I I don't know when I'm gonna break it because I do feel so fucking good. I could, I very well could go a very long time, and I get like. My biggest strength is also my biggest weakness, where I get so headstrong on something, I won't change my mind. Yeah. And that that gets in my way a lot of the time, too. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the times, you do need to kind of let it go and figure something else out. But it's also good in, like, willpower in these things. So I don't know how long I'm going to go. But, but right now it's I rolling. keep, like, toying in my head with how I'm going to break it. Mm-hmm. Am I going to break it with fucking pancakes and peanut butter or am i gonna break it with a banana you, do you know like, what i mean like I, yeah. I don't know what i'm gonna do mm. you break food you're trying to th- you're thinking of that huh? i wonder you're if you break like a quitter i wonder if you break mm-hmm. it with pancakes and peanut butter if it would just blow your system up that i kind of want to do that to see that's why let's, i'm like toying with how i do it let's see that i want to see a birthday cake I don't like birthday yeah, cake. Yeah, birthday cake's so gross what I, I i'd rather have an apple pie i would way rather have pancakes of course you would we all know no, why. No, like pancakes. I've seen that movie. Chunky peanut butter, coconut flakes, and syrup. <laughs> yeah, that's my go. That's my outside of like my favorite food on planet Earth. Is what peanut butter? That's probably one of mine. I love peanut butter. natural peanut butter. I don't like that sugar stuff. Get rid of all. Oh no, sugar I like sugary peanut butter. Peanut butter. Why? why does sugar need to be in it's peanut delicious. butter? Delicious. Well, why? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know why sugar's delicious. It just is. No, it's, it's not. A, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 a, uh, it's a chemical. It's like Coke. Oh, it's, it's like it, cocaine. It's, it's an addiction. It's as it's not, addictive or yeah, more, more addictive. It's more I would addictive. Say, I agree. It is more. And there's like study Whole, after Wholeheartedly study. agree that sugar is very addictive. Yes. Processed white sugar yeah. is more addictive than any, uh, in, in any other substance on planet Earth. And let me tell you what. Go carnivore. And you'll fucking you want you wonder what drug addicts feel like. You'll find out. It's what I really hate, real. Those first 14, 15 days. Now, granted, you can clear your system of it a lot faster mm-hmm. than meth and any of that shit. But like those first seven, 10, 14 days, you understand what withdrawing feels like. Yeah. Here's my biggest problem with that is that like I like to run, right? Yeah. And I feel like I need the times I have gotten real, real strict with my diet, mostly just proteins. You bonk. I bonk hard. so hard. I'll go and out for like a run that I should be able to just crush, crush and, and I feel well, like that's what, hell. The, coos, the hike I went on, mm-hmm. it was nothing insane. I mean, it was a, don't get me wrong, it was a fucking, it was a hike I wasn't necessarily prepared for. Like I wasn't expecting the country to be that big because a lot of Mexico isn't that big. Yeah. I mean, it was a sun up till 3 p.m. hike, like circle this huge massive basin, but still nothing like comparative to what we've done in the mm-hmm. past. And... The way I felt, like a true bonk in the backcountry. Like if I wouldn't have been close, if I wouldn't just have to go downhill, that could have been really bad. Like really shaky, seeing Oof. stars. You know what I mean? Oh, you know yeah, I've been there. Yeah, so I hate that. the reason why, though, that simple carbs 
which mm -hmm. mainly is processed sugar as yep. a simple carb. The reason why it's so addictive is because it's so easily absorbed mm -hmm. to immediate energy. Your body does not have to work to convert it to energy. Yep. Where meat and like proteins and, and complex carbs takes your body so much time to convert it and it makes your body work really fucking hard to convert it. Mm -hmm. So your body doesn't, it's going to take the easy way out just like anything in life, just like your mind will too. Humans, there's two things about humans that will forever be true. They'll always be evil and they will always be lazy. <laughs> and you have to do your best to overcome Dang. the two. That's a, that's a, it's a rosy. <laughs> that's it's just human nature. I know. Like there were, if people let their evil overcome them, then and if they let their laziness overcome them, that's those are the two things in human nature that'll just be forever true. Yep. Your body is the same way. So like, if your body can get lazy with energy, just like eat energy immediately. It's pretty, yeah. your body likes that. That's my only holdup though, is I like to run and I like to feel good when I run. Yeah. And it's just like, the times I have done it, I've really bonked hard yeah. and it's depressing. I'm like, Super depressing. Man. Dude, I was mad. I was like yeah, I would, I would when be I got too. home. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I just could not get right. I, I wonder if that works right. itself out in time. That's what I'm going to see. Yeah. Because like my workouts in the gym are hour and a half, two hours. Mm-hmm. And that's like a good amount of time to well, get to a good spot. The other thing that is that was is, a fucking nine hour grind. Yeah. And I was done. The other thing is how much would you have to add in to like get back up to where you felt pretty good? I but, think what I would have to add in is a legitimate meal mid like and let it absorb. Like a car so like, a carb. No, no, no. no. Like it to, to if just I wanted meat? to stay carnivore. Let's I'm mm -hmm. just saying if I wanted to stay car carnivore. Like a full twelve to fifteen ounce ribeye. With an hour and a half of digestion. Oh, gotcha. Before I gotcha. Before you had the energy to go yeah, do the thing go you do the next to do. Thing yeah. again. Mm -hmm. Like a true hour and a half, two hours of digestion. Yeah. To I get wonder. that hmm. next source of energy. Yeah, because I run on an empty stomach in the yeah. morning. Just like I work out on just an empty stomach. A little bit of water in an empty stomach. But then I'm running off of whatever I ate the last night. The and, night before. And you, you can always tell. For sure. I can always tell like what I ate the, the night before yeah. was a, a good move or a bad move. If you're move. crampy and your lower back hurts, you ate too much sugar. Oh, yeah. If you my life. feel heavy and lethargic, you ate too many complex <laughs> carbs. If you feel light and like brisk and ready to go, then you ate the perfect amount of simple gotcha. nutrients. Ready your back never aches? No. Come on now. It's like power. The You're secret. like eight feet tall. How does your back not hurt? Because he doesn't eat sugar. That's the other thing, though. I will tell you, my left knee, my left knee, does not hurt at all. No tenderness, no like sharp pains, mm -hmm. nothing. Because I have no sugar, no carbs, no no inflammation. My Dang. left knee does not bother me at all. You gotta stop. You guys sugar. suck, both of you. Eat. You suck. Right. Food is fuel, not fun. It's a, it's that's, all for performance. That's carnivore one hundred and one. That's why I think, I like, we keep going back to this. Like, my diet is almost strictly a carnivore, but I, I do, do like supplement food. a little bit. But, like, I eat so but much. But you eat only meat. complex carbs. Yeah. You don't eat simple carbs. You know what's dumb? That's is like why I'm you're not, so fucking skinny. That's why. Yeah. I'm not a foodie. Like, a like, I don't really like, I don't like, like food. Like, I don't like, I'm not like Cody. That's like, oh, I want to go to, like, great restaurants in town. I could give two shits. Me but too. I do like junk food. Sugar. Sucks. Sugar. <sighs> I do like sugar. And I, I like Cheetos too. too. Have you ever uh, had Cheetos? Dude, that nice, soft, puffy, <laughs> oh, crunch. Pu puffy Cheeto. Brady, no Cheetos. No. Why not? I don't have a single. I don't have a single bag of chips. I don't have any cheese in my fridge. I, 
Here's the, have, you ever, have you ever food. eaten a Cheeto and you like you're you're chewing the Cheeto up and you're like, what is it exactly I'm eating? It's all like, in your mind. If, it's all in your mind. Yes. It, it feels like you're eating like cheese coated petroleum product is what yes. it tastes like. But you and you just can't get enough of it. No, you can't. But I don't know what a Cheeto is made of. I don't know. If, I couldn't tell it's you. Like if it's, styro- a, it's like hardened styrofoam. It could be styrofoam. It could be. A, it very well could be a petroleum product. That I wouldn't know. I can't imagine that it's a grain. Doesn't taste like it, but it, no, it's it, not on. Cheetos are manufactured by blending corn and water. <laughs> corn and water and air. Yeah, there's those are all natural right things: there. corn, no. water, and air. You get corn? down. Yeah, that. <laughs> Trill, we need to have a heart to heart at some point. Corn can't be bad for you. Have you seen that little uh, the song, the little kid with corn, corn song? No. Cody. It's corn? It says, Paul? It says the germ of the corn is removed to prevent spoiling. The germless corn is then grounded in the cornmeal. Because the cornmeal lacks nutrition provided by the germs, it is is enriched by adding nutrients and others to increase its nutritional value. Mm -hmm. Because it has zero nutritional value. Corn has zero fucking nutritional value. I just saw... The bioavailability of most vegetables is at like 18 to 20% at most. And that's why, like everyone, whenever you eat corn specifically, and then you eat vegetables, you take massive shits afterwards, and you can like tell you ate corn. It's because there's so much waste in that... What you just ate? Didn't the FDA? So taking massive shits is actually a sign of being very unhealthy. Mm. That's that. See, Brady, that means waste. You remember no, when you were in Tajikistan? Massive shits. I think that was a combination unhealthy. of of some prescribed. You Brady, that was prescribed. Of, drugs of that my I don't son, take on a normal basis. Speaking of, we got to we got to postpone this for a little bit. My son's got to take a shit, and he's going to be here in two minutes. Okay. My he wife's is? on the highway, yeah. Okay, and he's got to go. He's got to go. He he <laughs> he messaged ahead. He's got to go. Well, they were <laughs> at the pediatrician, which is right around the corner. Oh, gotcha. And she just texted me, I got to come by. He's got to take a shit. I just heard Cheetos are good for you, better than meat on the new FDA thing. Yeah, See? exactly. L- Lucky Charms and Cheetos. Why? It's the American dream. Why? Good question. What's so funny is I asked myself this what's question. What's so funny too. is how willing people are to believe when they want to believe. You know what I mean? Like Oh yeah, you can talk yourself into all kinds of things. 99% of Americans are, want to believe that that is true. So they're like, "Holy fuck." Like I want they want it to be true, so then in turn they believe it as truth. Mm-hmm. Whereas like and that's why propaganda works. It's like people want it so bad to be true. Like I wish so fucking bad Pancakes with peanut butter and coconut flakes was good for you. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is, every time I eat it, I am taking fucking days and weeks off of my life. What about those, like, pancakes? Kodiak cakes? I mean, it, it, all, it all depends. We got them. I got them. It all, it all depends. But, like, generally speaking, I, I think even those are mostly grain. Yeah, multi-grain and and grains are just as bad for you. Yeah. The more I, I hear you talk, Lorenzo, the more I just know that. I'm on a great path right now and trails on the opposite side. You are that, that is honestly why you are so skinny. Is That's you it. don't eat simple carbs, sugars, nothing. That's good, why you don't gain weight. Good That's job. Don't gain weight, the yeah. Calories honestly like calories are non-existent. Your calorie count if you eat the right foods. All right, we're back. With the Big Hunt Guys podcast. With the Big Hunt Guys podcast. If you big if big you, Boot Guys podcast. If you weren't aware 
the new boot goofing guys. So we got a lot of boots in front of us, Terrell and Lorenzo. Yes, we do. I think we're going to dive into boots today, huh? Yeah, it's a good topic this time of year. Yeah, it is. Why do, you, why do you believe it is a good time of year? Because um, I think it takes time to kind of decide what's going to work for you. And I think this time of year is a good time to break in a pair of boots. So if you live somewhere where you can do some shed hunting, whether you're looking for mule deer or elk sheds in March, that's a really good time to get out and put some boot leather down and try to pick up a shed. Mm -hmm. um, but I think more than anything, it's just before you get into the summer time frame where you're doing some scouting and then you get into the fall where you're going to be hunting, uh, there's nothing that will make or break your hunt more than your footwear. So I would say now's a great time of year to get a pair of boots and, and either confirm that you love them or find Move something on. else. Yeah, yeah, I entirely it. agree. It's just I've, I've heard you say that a couple of times that it's the best time of year for it. <laughs> yeah. But not a lot of people think that. Mm -hmm. But it's entirely true. I mean, the easiest way to ruin your hunt is to ruin the old shever legs. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Get them not working properly. I mean, that's your, that's your number one resource is moving. And if your feet are fucked up, it's not going to go very well. I do well. not recommend just throwing on a brand new pair of boots and headed out on a hunt. Yeah. Nothing worse. Very bad idea. And, it's and this is a fun time of year for it. it. It is a good time of year to be out in the hills and kind of finishing up hunting. Yeah. Um, I, I completely agree. I'm a huge proponent of boots this time of year. And to help you guys out, get some new boots. If you use promo code podcast Ooh. in the Go Hunt Gear Shop, you get 10% off on any full price boot. Any boot. Any boot. As well, as might as well use promo code podcast to sign a friend cider because then you get $50 back to the Go Hunt Gear Shop. And yeah. you get and the 10% yeah. off? Well, yeah, I wonder. You can can you can you double up? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the shop purchase and a right. membership purchase. Ooh, so yeah, I so don't you're even gonna know get that $50. This. I don't Use know that if this $50 is a good Lawrence, I was like, in, wait, a, <laughs> wait a damn minute. Use that $50 <laughs> to buy a pair of boots. You know, or if you just want to use the 10%, you can use that too. So. Shit, bud. That's what I would do. I mean, holy, I didn't even I didn't know We're that. We're in the research phase. So you yeah. might as well start researching for hunts that you want to do and then start looking at some boots yeah. as well. Yeah, you get 50 bucks, then you get a 10% discount. Yep. Then you get, you get yourself some new boots. Yep. I think it is. There's a lot of people. Do you guys know people that just put on a pair of boots and go on a hunt? I've seen a lot of people do it. I know a lot of people that do it, and I am a lucky one to be able to do it. I have very good feet. I have awkwardly shaped feet, which I've talked about in the past, kind of like more like a duck foot, skinny heel, wider, mm -hmm. toe, very wide toe box. Like I got a total fat guy foot, like, you know, like one of them big <laughs> old laid out. What's a fat guy foot? You know, you, just, you got so much Like a hobbit? Just pressing it down. <laughs> you got a lot of hair a, on it? You get a, no, actually, surprisingly, <laughs> I don't, which is interesting. Um, but, uh, I, like, I just, I have... I don't know. The amount of weight I've had on my feet for so long, mm -hmm. it just kind of splays my toe box out. So you I got guess. a wide forefoot. Yeah. And it's so other than that, but I, I do have extremely tough feet as far as boots go. Like I don't struggle with hot spots or blisters. Never have in the past. Um, so I, I like I have been fortunate when I have been in a bind in the past. One specific one was going on a sheep hunt with my dad that I was not prepared for. I got invited last second. Um, my boots were. I was in the middle of a move. My boots shrunk. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's happened to a lot of people. Yep. Yep. Um, I didn't take care of them properly. That's my own fault. But I, I have one time gone into a hunt like that, um, which I'm fortunate to not struggle there. But, like, do not recommend, obviously. <laughs> Honestly, you know what I mean? I think it is, like, a big myth that some people are like, oh, this, this pair of boots, brand of boots or whatever, this model, you don't need to break it in at all. It's like saying I can buy a new bow and just 
not breaking the strings in a way and I'll be fine just shooting 10 arrows. I can go do it. You know, there's, yeah, your feet, everyone's feet are different. Yeah. But still, like, why would you want to buy something brand new and not test it first before you go on a hunt? It could be just your normal hunt that you do every single year. It could be a hunt of a lifetime. Why would you risk not preparing yourself for that hunt by testing those boots out ahead of time and actually getting them well beforehand? See if your feet like it, because everyone's feet are different. There's not one model that can work for everyone. That's what's tough with boots. Or one style or stiffness or... That's where I feel for the boot manufacturers, too. I mean, you're talking... You know, like uh, which which boot manufacturer said? I think it's Kinetrek, the most like well accepted, most well rounded accepted foot yeah. in, a, in their box. Which I mean, is it true? Who knows? Because there's so many out there. I mean, you think t-shirt and jean sizing is bad? When you get into like foot and foot sizing, holy shit! I think that's also why, correct me wrong, trail that maybe you know most boot companies, the um, there's no custom insole. That's made that works for everyone in a boot. That's yeah. why it's pretty. It's a pretty standard insole as well because mm-hmm. they have to make sure it meshes with everyone's t- different yeah. type of feet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Cody Bohr told me that Feet Finder just his his account that um, ooh, he's the, a Feet the, Finder the, guy, the, huh? That feet <laughs> <laughs> that, that feet vary vastly. Very vastly. I'm huh? not going to get into what he's into, but he said that there's a bunch of them <laughs> that, that look very different. Deep as dark as secrets coming out here on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, no, but feet feet do vary, and I think I think you're right. I mean, I think different boots. I mean, d- depending on the manufacturer. I mean, a Hanwag is going to typically fit a different type of foot yeah. than like a Zamberlin mm-hmm. or a Kinetrek. They kind of have their um, you know their last or or their foot shape that they kind of go to, and it doesn't work for everybody. I mean, for me, my feet like a Hanwag boot. They just tend to work yeah. pretty much any of the Are you Han- of German descent? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> yeah. Last name like Kreitzer. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, um, yeah I do am. You, do you think like the way they fit and what they're built for, do you think it is geographically specific I, to where they're manufactured? I do. I don't think it's like you can't throw a blanket over every company and say that's absolutely the case. But generally speaking, I would say that if you look at the boots that are, you know, German, you know, come from Germany, German made, a Hanwag, a Loa, something yeah. like that. They're a little bit more roomy through the forefoot. Um, they're much more closely shaped than some of the boots like a La Sportiva or a Scarpa, which mm-hmm. are a little bit more narrow, long, you know, foot. So I do, yeah. I think there's something to it. I think yeah. there's something to the fact that maybe, you know, the regions, those that descendant <laughs> type of foot shape works better for some brands than others. Yeah. So yeah, I think I definitely think there's something, interesting something, how that, something to it. Yeah. And then you've got some like a Zamberlin. I mean, a Zamberlin's an Italian made boot, but they, they seem to kind of have a, a mix. They've yeah. got some narrow fitting stuff. They've got some wide forefoot stuff. So just depends. When, when it comes to selecting a boot, what do you think are the basic considerations that you might personally look for? Obviously maybe be hunt dependent. Do you go hunt dependent first? Mm-hmm. And then what else you're looking at? Like waterproofing? Like leather versus synthetic, like flex. Like, what's your Ooh, yeah all breakdown? All, I mean, yeah, yeah they all, all make they all, they all need to <laughs> I know. pay attention yeah, to it. Yeah, all of the above. It's pros and cons. Anything that you can think of right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess first and foremost, I think of the type of hunt you're going to going to be going on. So if I'm out on an antelope hunt, I want something light and flexible because I'm going to be covering a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind like a an aggressive trail runner type of shoe like we got. I've got one here on the end, which I really like, which is this little La Sportiva Mutant. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a couple of pairs of these. They used to make them with like a, a taller mm-hmm. um, elastic piece that kind of goes over your, your ankle, which I like. But I like this. It's got good tread on it, but it's super lightweight. 
And for spot and stock antelope hunting, it's great because it's typically warm weather, early season. And, and you, do you feel you'd need like something uh, waterproofing capabilities like Gore-Tex on that? No, I don't worry too much. Yeah. In fact, I want it to breathe a little bit better. Yeah, if, to be gonna, honest, it's going to breathe more. Do you like since it's going to be breathing more? There's also a chance for it to pick up more dust and dirt inside there. So your socks might be dirty every day. That's a yeah. consideration. But yeah, that Gore-Tex membrane is not going to breathe as well mm -hmm. as if it doesn't have that, um, and it is going to kind of gum up and get a little bit dirty. It's not going to you know, breathe and it's just not as comfortable on your foot. If you're not, if you're not dealing with like wet weather and water, no. I, I don't think you need Gore-Tex, yeah. but. Mm -hmm. And the thing with pronghorn hunting too, it's like, you know, walking in sand with ski boots on. Yeah. Like if you go too stiff, it's a, it is way more of a workout to oh, walk yeah. through that spongy sandier <laughs> yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. And then uh, having something that's more athletic and light. Yes. I would say first, I, I think about the type of hunt. I mean, if I'm going on a, you know, an elk or a mule deer hunt, and it's pretty steep terrain. It's a lot of up and down. Uh, I found that I actually like a relatively stiff boot because over time, it's just better wear and tear on my calves. Yeah, because that flex every single time your foot has more fatigue, and that fatigue is going to work all this way through your body and just impact you. Yeah, it really works your calves and your legs versus when you've got some good rigidity in the sole, you can kind of dig your toe in or the side of the, you know, the boot into the hillside and it's going to give you some uh, torsional stability as you go up or down. Mm -hmm. So I actually like kind of a, you know, semi stiff. I don't like a super stiff boot, like unless I'm really hunting like Alpine, super, super mm -hmm. steep stuff. So what I'm also hearing is there's no one boot to solve all hunts. You pretty much need an assortment of boots for the terrain. I, yeah. Animal. I, yeah. And I mean, it depends on how much you're hunting and what you're hunting, but yeah. I, I would say for the most part, I like having uh, a bunch of different options in my closet, you know, depending mm. on the type of hunt I'm going on. Um, mm. You know, early you said synthetic or leather. Yeah. Um, you know, I like a leather boot for like late season hunts because I think you get better waterproofing mm -hmm. and I think you get better wear and tear out of a boot that's all leather because there's less seams. So if you've got wet weather or snow, you know, the more seams that you've got in a boot, it's just the more places for moisture to leak in, work its way into your socks and have wet feet. I like a leather boot late. You can also put like a waterproof or snow still on it. So I like that. But early season, I like it. You a bare fat guy on your leather boots? Nah, just kind of like a, like a, I've used snow still before, but um, generally. You ever use bare fat on your leather boots? No, I haven't. I, I, have a, I have a ton of bare fat in my freezer right now. I've heard, <laughs> heard a You're lot of talking like outright bare fat, like real bare yeah, fat. Yeah, I've heard no. a lot of people. That, that's what they used to do like way back yeah, in the day. I've heard a lot of people over, say that that's the best for sealant. Yeah, but, I've used just like leather conditioner, like an open offs or something like yeah. that, but I've never used like a, a bare fat. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to kind of give up a little bit of weight maybe on a leather side compared to a full synthetic. Yeah. And to me, it's like, I do love that classic look of a leather boot. I just feel like there's I, something about it. A rugged hunter, but I'm going to throw a little, could I do a little story here for a second? I think they're of more course. comfortable too. Yeah. I think too. I like the break in. Like, I think like you can never, you know, the uppers are on a leather boot and everyone wear out. So I was going to be the sole and you can always just resole mm -hmm. them. But so I want to do this little story right now. So I want to talk about a little bit earlier. We talked about some stiff boots and never jump into a boot without trying it on fully. So it's last year. You know, I'm getting ready for my <laughs> mule deer sabbatical. You guys remember that? I remember. Vividly. Yes. <laughs> yep. And uh, I walk in. We didn't in. see you for a month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, now. Uh, so I was getting ready for that hunt, and I have boots that are broken in. But right before a hunt, I like to start wearing my boots to the office. You know, it's getting kind of cool, cooler temperatures around here. So I've been wearing my leather what boots. What is that, like the 90s, 80s? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's, it was probably 90s by then. Gotcha. So uh, I'm wearing my leather boots to the office. Porter, being Porter, <laughs> so keeps making fun of me. Like, why do you wear these big, heavy, loading uh, boots or leather? You're a very technical 
gear focused dialed hunter like you go in some crazy nasty terrain why are you bringing a leather boot you need to get rid of that and get something technical and technical to him means synthetic it mm-hmm. means stiff technical <laughs> to him means colorful colorful as well stiff. yep <laughs> so uh, here i am maybe eight nine days before my hunt somehow let him convince me to switch over he is a very convincing individual yeah. when he gets going yep he, so, he, he should be a lawyer he, yeah he makes a good pitch so he, he you know he pitched me this thing he's like you know like you're a technical hunter i want to see you in something else like why do you keep wearing leather i'm like i just love leather i just love the feel of leather it's like it's kind of why i like wearing camo because it feels like you know some old like you're going in the hunting. game yeah mm-hmm. i'm in the game so you can feel me. good play good man mm-hmm. so it's our uniform so I, and I, I go in, you know, steep, nasty terrain where a stiffer boot could benefit. Like we said, that flex, mm-hmm. I'm definitely getting more fatigued every single time I'm putting my foot on the ground. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. I have whatever, eight, nine days to prepare for this hunt. I pick up a pair of stiff boots, flex rating five. Um, start trying to break them in. So I have a very short time to break these boots in. Which so boots na- were they? The, what are these, the Macra or the... The Matrotech? Yeah, Matrotech, Scarpa. Scarpas. Matrotech? Yeah. So I grab those. I'm starting to wear them at the office now every day. I get home going on my treadmill, super steep incline, trying to break them in, walking around my neighborhood. I don't have time to go on a, like, a big hike because I had yeah. a bunch of work done because I'm gone. You know, the sabbatical was really long. So I'm cramming every single night. To try By the way, I was going to put this in anecdotally. Your mule deer sabbatical that you were gone for a month and you didn't kill a mule deer. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Let's just, let's just make that knife just go yeah. deeper and just, deeper just into be clear. my The mule deer sabbatical yeah. with yeah. no mule deer. Play, with multiple kills, no mule deer. Yeah, I had a phenomenal season, like one of the best seasons I've ever had in my life. No mule but deer. But there's that no mule deer in the middle that makes it like, dude, was it really the best? Uh, okay, keep going. Yep. So yeah, I'm trying to break in these boots every single day. I go on my hunt bringing these new boots. So they're slightly broken in, you know, but again, I don't run a stiff boot ever. I've done it once mm-hmm. before and I'll get into the second time now. Starting to hike up, like maybe three miles into my hike, just my feet are like, whoa, what's this going on down here? Like, this is hot, very <laughs> weird pain. I'm like, <laughs> like, and I can- Your feet are you, talking you, to you. Yeah, you guys, you guys know, I can, I can book up a mountain, you know? Oh. Do I like, know? Yeah. I got really, I'm built, long legs. I'm built for the mountains. I got super long legs. I like taking big strides. Spider can, monkey in the back. Yeah. I just like to get there and get there fast. Mm-hmm. I have a super heavy pack, super heavy rifle, all my gear load up for big haul. I stop. I'm like, I just got to stop my feet. Are, what, what's going on with my feet here? I've been hiking all summer, but this feels weird. Pop off my boots, pull off my socks, like 50 cent piece size blisters on both my heels Ooh. from these brand new boots. Ooh. Right on the back. Right on the back of the you heel. You got a picture of it? Yeah. We'll got to put Did that up. Did you feel them yeah. coming on? I felt them a little bit. I probably should have stopped a little bit before that. Oh, but I'm, I'm also word. thinking too, like I just, you know, it's whatever. I'm, are I'm you going. guys like me that when you, you're, you'll be hiking along and you've got a pair of boots that are on your heel and you're starting to feel a little bit and you're like, eh, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe. I'll keep pushing. Yeah, I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. I don't want to know what's going on. I don't want to know what's going on. <laughs> It'll yeah. be okay. I'll just tape it up. And then when you finally peel them off, you're like, oh, I should have stopped. So I, I pop off my socks. Uh, I do have this. I do actually think I did some audio because this is the hunt I was self-film vlogging. Yeah. And I do think I was like, this is why you never listen to Porter on his boot suggestion <laughs> right before a hunt and make you go stiff uh, and technical. And technical, again, like I said, colorful. Yeah. You know, totally different than a, a leather boot that just looks beat in and well-worn mm-hmm. and I've used it forever and I'm comfortable. So now here I have to go the next whatever it was, five days with my heels absolutely destroyed. And it, like, if you want to knock me down to the point where you're going to take a guy who's built for the mountains and make me feel like I'm a flatlander, 
Just give me some giant blisters. I it was not fun to go. Did you hike. bring any treatment Luka, for it? Did you bring yeah, anything? Luka, Luka, Luka tape, tape? But yeah. Luka, still hurts. These, these blisters were gnarly, and they're already ripped Sounds open. Sounds it. Like I mean, giant blisters. Were they open already? Yeah, they were already open you a little just bit. Pillow? Uh, no, I just left. You just left skin and put Luka tape yeah. over. Them? And gotcha. so then, like as I kept going every day, I was like, "Well, I have Luka tape on." He let that sucker air out at night, so I'd rip the Luka oh, tape off. Oh, baby, it's like, mm, that hurts. <laughs> the next day, I put it back on. So these blisters now are getting bigger and bigger and bigger because they're just Ooh. the skin's finally starting to peel off throughout the night or whatever. And I'm peeling it off, you know, that Luka tape, and just knocking me down to the point where it's like painful to go on my daily hikes away from. Did camp. it ever keep you from like getting to a certain? point? Oh, there or? were certain points where I like I thought about dropping down and going over, but you it, just want to do it. And I want to, you know me, I want to go to the next ridge, go really yes. far, and go for That's the why I'm asking. Like, did it, it legitimately it hold you back? Here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It hurts. It hurts because every I'm step so you make. I'm so fortunate to not deal with this, but like I can feel for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I I'm, got blood poisoning one time from this. Blood poisoning? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So like, it's just at the point where like, you can start to feel it tingle up your leg almost. Like it's starting to like, I'm walking different. So now I'm walking different. So my bot, my, my hips, hips are kind of hurt. Yeah. Hips are the it's first like thing. It's like affecting all my body right now. Yeah. And then I'm going through that hunt or that part of that hunt. And I'm like, finally, when I decided to, you know, bail out of this area and go to a new spot, I was like, thank God. Because <laughs> I had my trusty leather boots back down in my truck. That Which ones were those? Uh, the Canatrek Mountain Extremes. Yeah. Hmm and switched into those and it was like almost night and day so i think my feet just me personally i can't handle a stiff boot i have some stiff boots before i'll jump in that it's the second time i've worn stiff boots i had a pair of stiff boots back in the day they're you know, custom boots you can do some additions like they'll fix things on it for you kept sending them back do some extra things i could not make that boot work for me i tried it for two seasons every time i put that boot on I get a blister. Doesn't matter how much I've been hiking, mm -hmm. how tough my feet are, it yeah. does not work for me. It, yeah. it could be the stiffness of the sole. It also could just be the shape of, of the, that your, your heel pocket. So yeah. I have, yeah. I have a very, too, too I have a very smaller heel, mm -hmm. and my heel always doesn't want to move up and down. So I don't know if the way my foot's structured, but I feel like my foot always wants to flex. Mm -hmm. So no matter how many socks I can, you know, put a liner sock on, yeah. another sock over top of it, my back heel will always, like, I've even done, like, you know, the boot tying techniques, like tie your boot differently yeah. to try to lock that thing down there. But it's just stiff boots, just not for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it just it wrecks my every time I've done it. I've only done it twice, so I don't have a very big sample size here. But if it's two for two, <laughs> two for two, and giant blisters, and yeah. that was horrible for I me. I always say one time means you were lucky, twice means it's real. Yeah, yeah. and so that goes now, for everything in life. Like if you do want something once, you were just lucky. So sure, I didn't get a full chance to break those in, but I, you know, my feet were tough. I've been scouting all summer, hiking all the time. I hike all yeah. the time here, like running, working out. And just wrecked me. So yeah, I, I had one time where I got a giant blister and it opened up, like you're saying, and I taped it up and then I would let that thing dry out. And over time, it was like starting to crack, you know, with the creases in your heel. Yeah. And it got down like real deep and it was bleeding. And I got home and I think it was my dad said, hey, you've got something going on with your foot, but he, you can see that I had a vein in my leg and it was just bright red running Ooh. up my leg. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to get on antibiotics for that. Holy so, shit, So yeah, you don't want to mess around with your feet. No. Blisters can be bad. I have a, I have a different, because I don't struggle with the, the blisters, <laughs> but like talking about the stiff boots. So I, I do prefer a stiffer boot in real steep country. And my, my reason... It's just what I feel. I don't know if this is the actual science behind it by any means, but like I am a heavier guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm just a denser build than you, right? I take shorter steps. It takes me more yeah. steps to get places that you're going. I got short little tiny legs. Um, girthy though. Girthy. Strong. <laughs> girthy. 
Surprisingly fast, Lorenzo. Surprisingly he is fast. really fast. You've but, seen him run? We did those like sprints. I, I've only raced one time. Was, uh, the first year I worked yeah. here, we did a yeah. foot race, and I got smoked. Ooh, yeah. I got sprinters. I wasn't young. I mean, I wasn't old then either. No, well, like, it I, was uh, one thing I can I can proudly say about myself is my vertical and my speed. It was all there. Yeah. My thing is endurance, like the endurance stuff. Yeah. It just takes me, you yeah. know, four steps for your one step, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so what I what I find with myself is my calf gets burnt out. My calves get burned out super quick because my weight, just my general body weight for one. So when I get a stiffer boot and I can rely on my quads mm -hmm. to take more of the work, yeah. like that's where I, that's where I find a lot of my efficiencies hiking is working my, like my upper legs and not relying on that foot flex and yeah. my calves all the time. Yeah. I feel it big time when I don't have a stiff enough boot. But my thing is, is my left knee that I've never repaired since football. If I get too stiff, and it takes away my ankle and foot flex. Mm -hmm. It makes all the side to side flex and it makes all that stuff come from the knee, right? Mm -hmm. If you strap that down, it just kind of works its yep. way up the chain. And my knee, my left knee starts to take a lot of the stability, like a lot of the stability work, which I can't do very well. So I have a really hard time like uh, manipulating the perfect amount of flex and not flex because mm -hmm. then my knee will start taking it. And then the first thing that goes for me is my hip because then I yeah. want it off my knee. Yep. So then I start using my right leg harder and then my hips get fucked up. And yep. that's where like when I go down in the backcountry like real sore, that's what it's all coming from for me. Um, but the stiff boot, like getting all that work out of my calf is mm -hmm. what I prefer. Yep. It's a big deal. I mean, I, I went on an elk hunt, I remember, and we, we had two tags. We killed a bull on the second day. Uh, those two days I'd been wearing like a trail runner, like a real flexible shoe. And it was great for just bombing around. I was mm -hmm. super quick. Um, you know, I had probably 45, 50 pound pack on my back. You're always a light guy. Can't it, believe how light you go. Yeah, I was cruising. I mean, and I, and I felt pretty good. Um, packed that elk out and I was like, got a lot of weight on my back at that point. And my calves are just torched, Yeah, you know, just absolutely torched and then traded out for a stiffer boot halfway through the hunt, went back out and it was like night and day difference. And that mm -hmm. was for me, I was like, I always really like a flexible, like a super flexible running style shoe. You know, I've, I've got a bunch of those and I've hunted with them over the time and I've liked them, but they're not great for like long-term backpack heavyweight hunts. It just torches my calves. Yeah. So do your calves go first too? Yeah. Typically my calves. Oh, yeah. So I've Me gone too. back to like, if I'm elk hunting and I'm backpacking, I've got, you know, 50 pounds with the potential of having, you know, 80, 90 when I'm packing meat. I do so much better in a boot that's got some stiffness to it. And I, I really wanted to love the stiff boot because mm -hmm. I actually took those to Tajikistan as well, the Scarpas, that gave me all the blisters because I felt... Try, I You're trying to go three for three? I was giving it a little longer Loyal run. guy. <laughs> because I, I had, I had also then hunted, hunted with those boots for five days and I was starting to wear them around the office more. I use those as my travel boots. So those are also my backup boot then if I needed it. Yeah. But again, so like, I'm like, I understand that in super steep terrain that you're hunting big, gnarly mountains, sticking your toe in there and not having to flex it. Like yeah. I can get up there maybe a little quicker. So I'm not having to, you know, work that energy the whole time. So I, I get their purpose and maybe I, I don't know, maybe I should just maybe give them one more try in the summer. <laughs> I mean, but, I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, if you broke that boot in, it might do, it might do, me it might well. do you yeah, okay. Maybe but I, just, I will say like people, Brandon loves a stiffer boot yeah, he and, loves he, and he tends to break guy. it in pretty damn quickly. Um, I would say for most people, 
you probably think in your mind that you like a stiff boot. Reality is you probably like a little bit more flex than you, mm-hmm. you know, you think yeah. with, with, with regard to Brandon. I agree. <laughs> Brandon really likes a stiff Brandon boot. Brandon goes literally like ski boot. Yeah, he, he loves a super stiff boot. I found very few people that actually love that type of boot, yeah. you know, but but there are some. Mm-hmm. And then to go back in time, you remember all the, all the archer hunts, you know, I used yes. to do. And then that big archer hunt with you, yes. I was wearing the, was, I don't even know if you can call it a shoe. Tennis shoes. It was, so, it was so minimalist. You're wearing tennis shoes, and we were backpacking in like what? We're past. Weren't you like, wearing the speeds? Back yeah, then? yeah, the Solomon uh, speed yeah. cross. Yeah, speed cross in yeah. deep backcountry, heavy packs, heavy packs, gnarly terrain. But that really worked well for me. Like I never was. Do your calves go? Do you feel your calves at all? Maybe it's because I have benefits. I have such a longer. I would leg think down so. There. But like not really, and like even though I, I like that soft flex on an arch because I I can use those as stock. So yeah, I can I can I can. Then I'm hiking too. I can feel when I'm stepping on a rock, and so my foot can rotate around it. There's something to be said for that, that's, for sure. But that's Bo what stocks. I was going to say. Yeah. There are definitely use cases for mm-hmm. a, a flexible type of shoe like that. I wore, um, I wore the Salewa. You've got one, I oh, think. That, that wildfire. Yeah. GTX. So I yeah. wore that Wildfire GTX on my mountain goat hunt, and it was exactly what I needed yeah. because real, real rocky. I mean, yep. there's no vegetation at all. It's straight rock. And the flexibility in that thing just allowed me to to really work through the rocks. All the dexterity I needed with my feet. And it's got grip too in that ton, rock too. Ton, yeah, tons of grip. Real soupy, grippy skull or um, sole. And then um, I find the same thing like on elk hunts. I've been on in late season Arizona. Just super really rocky terrain. Mm-hmm. A real flexible shoe like that is great. Yeah. It just allows you tons of dexterity with your feet. I will throw the side caveat in there that we already had heavy packs going in. Well, this was back... To just use some more information here, like how heavy our packs actually were. This is before we knew what we were doing on hunt films. Yeah. We we brought in the Goal Zero. Um, One of those little generators. The generators. Oh, you know, the sh- we brought like in the tons sh- of solar sh- solar panels. Yeah. Is that what they're called? I mean, we were We kept heavy. trading off on carrying the generator. We were so heavy because we didn't know what we were doing. You know, yeah. Mather at the time, had he brought two cameras, like full setups. Yeah. We didn't know... You know, it's like you, anything in life, you kind of learn it as you go to get more mm-hmm. efficient. And this was the first go. So we just literally brought everything. So the amount of weight, like, dude, we were, that was crazy. Yep. So like that weight hurts and then you throw like an animal on your back eventually. Like, yeah. Obviously, you know, I did not recover that deer, but like other hunts that I've been on using shoes, you know, archer hunting in Nevada, we're packing out meat at the end. That's when it hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts so much. Yeah, when you're packing downhill out with, without with it. no support and such a flex thing like with all the weight yeah that's when but you gotta i realize then too like i, I sacrifice every single day carrying a lighter shoe because it's less you know force what is it like every one pound on your feet is five pounds on your back that's like that study back in the day the u.s military yeah. mm-hmm. and then i think some someone who climbed everest kind of maybe coined that but like there's something to be said about that but then we throw that weight on there it's only a short time i'm going out i can recover afterwards yeah. every day i feel fresher having a you know lighter yeah. boot maybe but i'm definitely giving up something that's the interesting thing about hunting is like we there our job to do is is to hunt and be successful which a lot of the times in the backcountry is archery hunting so like there is we're not just pure mountaineers where like we're just trying to summit yeah. it doesn't noise doesn't matter any of that stuff yeah, and just work your way back down for that. yeah mm-hmm. it's it's uh I mean, it's there is some give to like that ski boot that Brando likes, and some people like. There is the other side of it where you might want to flex down a little bit and give up 
some of it because you want to be able to stock and kill at the same no. time. It's kind of an interesting. Yeah, you kind of have to find a sweet spot, yeah. something that works for you, that's comfortable, that yeah. get you where you need to be and allow you to be successful, but then also provide the support and the stability to haul a 90-pound pack off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sh- should we run through Go Hunt's stiffness scale? Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. actually, I actually have it pulled up here. I yeah. could like, go through and read it. Yeah, so, yeah, like, we, it. so we basically created our own stiffness scale to help guide people through their boot selection. Mm-hmm. So it goes from one to five. Flex one, flex two, et cetera, all the way to flex five. So I have it pulled out. I'm just going to read word for word. I think it'll help people. Flex one. We describe that as built for light and fast trekking. Think of your favorite trail running shoes, but capable of rocky, demanding terrain. Flex two. Flexible enough that they offer out-of-the-box comfort, but can handle miles of rocky terrain, perfectly suited for mild to moderate mule deer, elk, antelope country. Flex three. Ideally suited for mountain hunts with moderate to steep, ter- steep technical terrain where more rigidity is required. Some break in time is required but will likely become your favorite do-everything hunting boots. So now we're getting the stiff dogs. Flex four, best suited for hunts at or above timberline where the train gets steep, flexible enough that it can handle miles of comfortable climbing, but stiff enough to offer support and rigidity with the heavy pack. Flex five, the stiffest boot options built for alpine, hunting and mountaineering, sheep hunting, mountain goat, and the toughest of elk and mule deer terrain. Mm-hmm. So every single boot profile, when you go to the Go Hunt Gear Shop, has that flex rating. Yep. And I think it's just, you know, it's a very valuable thing to understand. Like we're going through all these boots. And flex five should just say ski boot. <laughs> yeah. Think ski boot. Plastic, this is plastics. Plastics. Yeah. Everest. <clears throat> when I was right out of college, I was working, um, doing some wildlife surveys, but I was working along with this crew that was doing seismic drilling and those guys were all Canadian. Those guys were all wearing plastics. Really? Yeah. Day in and day out wearing plastics. And it's because they were working with like heavy machinery and they were oh, yeah. you know, working real steep terrain. But I, I could not believe that those dudes were just walking around in plastics. Yeah. But they're also Canadian. So, yeah. Some crazy Canadians. <laughs> yeah. Crazy Canadians. Neighbors right? to the north. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that flex scale is hugely helpful, or at least it has been for us, for me. I don't want to speak for you guys. Just kind of picking through new boots. I mean, we're all gearheads at the end of the day, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, it's not my preference to always switch boots but we have the great ability to do that so i like i like doing it yeah. so i wore the same the monta tech on porter's hunt mm-hmm. and it was too st- i couldn't wear this on an archery hunt it would definitely impede my ability to stock for sure i mean i yeah. i liked it for that snowy slippery technical some of those climbs that we were doing there mm-hmm. but it's more of i mean it's rifle hunting it's not you're not trying to close distance yeah. but this would definitely impede me for sure mm-hmm. this alewa which I can't remember the the Mountain Trainer Two Mid GTX. This Salewa right here has been my like all around go to. Yeah. So I killed my archery bull in this this year. Um, used this on my wife's elk hunt. We like so we killed her bull. Like this is I think this is Flex Three. You mm-hmm. guys want to? Yep. It's yep. Flex, Flex three. three. Man, this has been my like full route, well rounded go to. I wore this in Mexico. Yeah, I just wore this in Mexico mm. as well. Yeah, I think a Flex Three is a good middle of the road. It, it, it's kind of a do everything kind of kind of yeah. you can mule deer hunt, you yeah. can elk hunt. You know, you can get away with some antelope hunting. Yeah. It may be a little bit stiff. It might not be stiff enough for some like real alpine stuff, but it's kind of the middle of the road. Yeah. And typically, what I tell people is like, if you're shopping for a boot, find a boot that you like. Um, you know, compare that flex to the flex rating of other boots that we've got in the shop and kind of help you give you an idea on what you're looking for as far as flexibility. And just for me personally, like I feel my cat when I was coos hunting down Mm -hmm. there, I felt my caps in in these Salewas, like Mm -hmm. 100% felt it. Whereas these heavier pack, because I had all the same optics, but a lot more gear, I did not feel my caps at all in the Montatex. But like, Mm -hmm. dude, there's no way I could, there's no way I could wear that 
September high country trying to kill something with a bow. There's no way. Yeah. I would not feel athletic enough to like push that last bit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Brady, what are some of your favorites? What are you running over there? Oh man. So I got, I brought four boots in here that I pretty much run throughout the year. You know, like some of my scouting, I kind of just like to go light and fast. So I will sacrifice a little bit because I'm not carrying as much gear yeah. in the summer scouting. It's a little bit hotter. Just optics. So again, I want something that can breathe, even though this is a GTX, but I do love the Saleo Wildfire GTX mid. Again, I wear this antelope hunting. I wish that fit my foot. Yeah. It is a little, lose, a little tight getting on. I lose it does have blood this, like, flow. Built in, built in gator type thing at the top. Yeah. So it's kind of a little awkward to slip into. But this, I got a chonky upper, really works well upper for me. <laughs> or lower leg upper foot. Yep. And the, I lose blood flow. But man, I love those boots. I wish yeah. I could wear them. I really do. But I just I can't get the circulation. And I've worn this on quite a few muzzleloader deer hunts as well. It's like, a, yeah. to me, it can, I can backpack in it, but it's just going to be light and fast. And then, like, another one of my like lighter weight favorites is the, uh, I'm going to break, what am I blanking on the name right now? Oh, uh, Hanwag. Uh, I feel like it's some kind of bird. I'll come back to it. Yeah. Keep I, going. I'm just, I'm just totally blanking on the name. I can't remember why, but. Tatra. Tatralite. That's it. Yeah. I, I have the Not a bird. Ball, I Let's be clear. <laughs> Retract yep. that. Sounds like a bird. Yeah. Tatralite. Uh, this is like a go-to bear hunting boot for me. Mm-hmm. It's that like hybrid. You know, it's not super, super flexible, but it's enough to get me by. What flex is that one? Uh, I believe this is a two, two or three. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Two. And I just like Hanwag boots. They fit me really well, like we were saying before. I can, I can feel like I can put that on and still just, you know, I don't think, like I said, it's going to contradict what I said before, but I don't need, feel like this needs as much break in as another type of boot. My pinky toes get pinched in the Hanwags. Mm. That's my, that's my yeah, issue. They have, with an, they have a narrower toe box. Yeah. And then like for a lot of the mule deer hunts, I did some other like high alpine, like muzzleloader stuff or even, you know, spring bear again. And then scouting if i'm going to carry some heavier optics like my btx and 115 and i'm going to you know make it a longer scouting trip then i switch over to the uh alverstone twos from hanwag alverstones are nice i would say that's one of our best selling boots in the gear shop alverstone <laughs> yeah the alverstone yeah, nice too yeah everybody seems to really like it um why do you like it all around the same thing i feel like i can i have enough flex i can feel when i'm walking around uh-huh. i don't you know i don't ever believe we may begin this discussion later i don't believe in uh you know, you need a ton of ankle support, and it still does have nice flex side to side because it's... Yeah, you know, the upper in that gives. is synthetic. The lower is yeah. leather, and the upper on that, even though it's tall, it's not super stiff mm-hmm. in the upper. I feel like, again, it fits my foot really well because I do have a skinnier foot, and I'm not like the hobbit foot over here, Lorenzo. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, let's be clear. It's not an actual hobbit foot. <laughs> it is just... It's not hairy, hairy, and, hairy and stubby. <laughs> I actually have a giant... I wish my... Bilbo height, Baggins... I wish I, my hat. <laughs> again, anytime I can talk about Lord of the Rings on the podcast, you, you guys know I'm going to toss yeah. it in there. I so. wish my height matched my foot size, yeah. but it, I definitely do not. But like in terms of a boot that I could do a lot of different hunts, I feel like the Alverstone just fits that mold of yeah. what I'm kind of looking for. You know what they say about Big Feet, though? No. Big socks. <laughs> Big socks. <laughs> yeah. and then, then we Cody, get, what did they say? <laughs> Uh. <laughs> but th- but then uh. again, when I get into my bread and butter, these late season mule deer hunts that I just love and crave, I'm going completely leather boot. And you like you like the Kenetrek? I, I the Kenetrek. This is the first year I've used the Kenetrek. Oh really? Yeah, first year. Holy mackerel! And yeah, like it's, that is actually kind of wild. That's I know. Amazing. It's like the classic. They were like that, the first. They the were game. staple yeah. of Western. Like yeah. Twenty what five years ago yeah, or something yeah. like that. That's what people had was yeah. Kenetrek. So I've, I've used a swath of different you know leather boots and. And I do like some more insulation because I've gone on some hunts back in the day. You guys probably know what I'm talking about, that below zero hunt. Yep. Where I thought like, yeah, you know, I hike all the time. I don't really need insulated boots because I'll just stay warm and hiking. But like that hunt, 
because the storm just was crazy mm-hmm. and my feet were numb the whole entire time having a non-insulated well, boot. you work, your feet's wet. Yep, you sit exactly. the glass and you got snow covering your entire... Down so, booties. That's that, that's that mean, balancing point. Down booties. That's, that's, that's that balancing mean. point though. Like if you're going to do one of these hunts, if like, well, I, I just want one boot. I want to get a boot that has like... 400 grams or a thousand grams. I'm going to wear that in September, roll that into October, wear it in November. If you wear a heavy insulated boot, those early seasons, your feet's going to sweat more. Oh yeah. So if it is a little bit colder and your feet's sweating and you don't need that insulation, you stop in glass. Again, you're going to want to put those booties on them because your feet are just going to be sweating. Wet. So your feet are going to be cold. Yeah. It's going not, to be wet. not good. But like a late season hunt, I'm going to lean towards more insulation. So I always like that 400 to a thousand. Yeah. And so I got these thousand grams this year, be- mainly because of the hunt in Tajikistan. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I used them all in the mule deer hunts in that, I guess, well, I should say, what, an elk hunt, right? Because well, it, it was an elk hunt. Your the mule deer sabbatical I mean, you did with shoot no an mule elk. deer. I did shoot an elk, yeah. Let's just be clear it was a mule deer sabbatical with no mule deer. With no mule deer. But I know that's, that's what we'll call it. With, with an elk. So everyone's elk. clear in, about in this. Yeah, so I was, I was wearing that, that same boot all year just to break it in for Tajikistan. And I've, I've grown to love that boot. You liked o- it. Honestly, I love exa- everything about that boot. Yeah, I killed, I killed, after I switched from... How much break-in time did you put into that boot? Did you wear it quite a bit? I, I wore it quite a bit. Yeah. Because it, it is a Flex 4, it's, which surprised me. I think it could be probably a three and a half, because mm. I, I feel like it's a little more Flex, but it's, I don't know. It, it's a little, I'd, I'd say it's a, a it's decent a solid, four. It's solid stiff. four. It's stiffer than your Alverstone. Oh, yeah, by far. So your yeah. Alverstone, I would say it's like a three, mm-hmm. so I would put the Kenetrek at a four. Um yeah, my, my very first pair of Kenetrex was probably one of the best boots I ever owned, but it's yeah. been, like I said, 25 yeah. years ago. I wore those things completely through the sole to the point where the toe, you could see through all it. the way through to, That's my, a full to, wear. My, to my sock. And I love that boot ever since then, and I don't know if they've changed something, but that boot will eat my heel alive. Really? Yeah. I remember you saying that. I have a lot of experience with Kenetrex. Yeah. That's what I started all my Western I, hunts in. I wanted to buy, I've bought three pairs since, and I just can't seem to get this exact uh-huh. same fit that I had with that original pair. But there are a ton of people that love that boot. Yeah, and I just love it too because it ends up breaking, like molds to my foot, it feels like. Mm-hmm. And it's tall. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a 10-inch, yeah. 11-inch maybe. It's tall. So, so like I love how now all the lace areas are just molded in that leather because yeah. I yeah. like tighten it all every time. It'll hit it's, its, like, it's, it's creases. It's perfect. But in. I will mention, too, that since I do have a skinny ankle and I feel like I have a skinny shin area, I'm always tightening these boots to the point where they are, the laces are touching on every single yeah, one of my boots, no I've matter what it. boot I do. Yeah. So I have the exact opposite. That issue. also maybe could mean why some <laughs> I have no boots. lace left to tie. Yeah. And, and your leathers are touching be. both sides. Yeah. The eyes are always just touching on the yeah. boot when I'm tightening them up. But I just love a, a, a leather boot and what yeah. I can break it into. That, the sheep one I was talking about with my dad, fresh out of the box, was that Kenetrek. Yeah. The, the Mountain Extreme, non, non-insulated, but um, my dad asked me if I wanted to go on a sheep hunt. This is way, this is pre-go hunt. And uh, I'm like, hell yeah, I'll, I'll go. Mm-hmm. And um, so I w- tried to get all my gear together. It was like three-day notice. I was just going to watch him and because he didn't want to go alone, which I, shit, I'll go be a spectator sure, go on a sheep hunt all day uh-huh. long. Um, but we went up there and my boots weren't fitting. So I actually had to stop in Canada, in a sports store in Canada, and they had Kinetrex, and that's what I took off the shelf, out of the box, brand new, on a sheep hunt, and I was totally fine. Hmm. Um, but I was I was wearing that that was a boot that shrunk on me to yeah. begin with was the the same boot. So you know I I knew my foot liked it, but there was zero break in straight out of the box. I'm not the best. I, I just don't struggle with those hot spots, so I'm not the best yeah. person mm-hmm. on that. That's a, I mean that is a pro and a con of a leather boot. Is that it will. It will stretch some, so like kind of mold your foot over time. It also, yeah. 
you get that thing really wet and you put it in direct sunlight, it's going to shrink up. Or you know, a garage you, in, or in a garage Vegas, in Vegas where it's 120 yeah, degrees. And that's also... And I just was not paying attention. Yeah. I mean, shit, it was my own fault, like I said. But, I mean, what do you expect? When you're on these late season hunts and you got a stove, you got to be cautious how close you put those boots next to the stove. Do you got a story? You I got, got Yeah, one. you got a story? I got one for sure. Oh, let's hear it. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was in Alaska. I went on that moose hunt and I had a pair of uh, these, actually, because I'd been on an elk hunt. And then I drove from, so I packed out two bulls. What are those, by the way, just for clarity? Yeah, so this is a Hanwag Makra Combi, which is yeah. a synthetic leather boot, relatively stiff. I think it's a four flex, so it's got more stiffness than, you know, like the Trek does. But um, I'd been wearing this on an elk hunt with Neville, and we'd gone to Wyoming. We killed two bulls. We packed out two bulls in two days, archery hunt, typical Wyoming high country hunt. It was great for archery hunting. And then uh, I drove to Salt Lake, threw all my gear out in the parking lot, put it back together, and then jumped on a plane and flew to Alaska and went on a moose hunt. Um, got up there, hunted moose. It did okay. But one night, uh, the guy I was hunting with, I think he kind of kicked my boot up under the stove a little bit. Mm. And uh, I got up the next morning, and the whole end cap of this boot was completely sunk in. Like all, oh, I remember seeing your boots yeah, down. You said that the, when you got back. All the, uh, the rubber rand here around the toe was completely sunk in, probably, I don't know, three quarters of an inch, I'd say. It was Ooh. like, I bet it shrunk that boot to, so like my boots are like 11 and a half. I bet it at the time it was probably like a size 10. <laughs> I mean, I'd lost an inch at least, an inch and a half in one, right foot in one boot, foot. my right. So your bigger foot My too. bigger, yeah, yeah, my bigger, my bigger foot. So, um, <laughs> what we did is we took, uh, I think we had a towel or a t-shirt and we took that thing and heated it up in boiling water and we just packed it down the end of that boot and just got it hot and just packed it wet down in there and just kind of stretched it out. And I did get it to a point where I could finally fit my foot in it. So it shrunk enough. You could not it, even get your foot. I in. could barely get my foot into Ooh. it. I mean, my toe was like pulled, you know, Ooh. way back, but, um, yeah, I made it work for the next five days, I guess, but mm, brutal. Holy yeah, shit. you definitely want to watch that. Like when you're hunting late season with a stove, you you, you want to be aware of where your boots are in relation to it. Especially, um, the like the any sort of custom orthotic or whatever you have. Mm-hmm. You, if you pop one of those out and stick next to the stove as well, that thing can curl up on you, and it's going to take. Memory. You got a story there? Yeah, that was a we had a wall tent <laughs> camp, wall tent camp once back in Montana. Me and a bunch of college buddies, and uh, I think at the time I had what super feet. Mm-hmm. Took my super feet out, uh, you know, ball tent stove, rocking hot in there. It's like Africa hot. <laughs> Africa hot. You're, you're basically down to a t-shirt walking around. Yeah. But my, my boots were wet because of snow. How nice is that in a late season stormy oh, hunt though? It's just it's a best. classic fun yeah. hunt when you have a wall tent and a big stove. And uh, so yeah, I popped them out, st- stuck them underneath the stove. Backs, like, uh, oh, they're soaking wet. Like I need to drive these things yeah. off. And of course, you know, you fall asleep and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to wake up a little bit and deal with that. Left them all night. Those suckers just curled and that like material just like got hot and moved upwards. So when I put my foot in there, it was just a big hard ball, <laughs> like right right in the arch of my foot, and mm. it was just super awkward the rest of the hunt. And I couldn't like, I tried to stick it underneath there again, heat it up, and like mush that thing down. But yeah. no, those those are toast. Yeah, you want to be aware of it. Yeah, I got uh, the only. I don't have any stories like that <laughs> on a hunt. Mine's just the one in the garage, which I did honestly freak out about because I went to put them on to to travel in on the plane because you you know don't yep. take up any bag space and i'm like well fuck this ain't gonna work so then i'm scrambling and then we had to stop in town which you always pretty much always overnight in one of the bigger towns there before you get picked up which is easy um 
But I was like, I was stressed, but man, I've never burned them on yeah. a stove or any of that shit. Yeah, cool, dry place to dry your boots out. Never direct sunlight if you're, you get them soaked. And it's something we have to be cautious about too, living in Las Vegas or if you're an Arizona oh, yeah. person in California. Like if you put your boots in your truck and you're gonna leave them there all day at work, yep. your hunting boots, oh, no way. That's bad, bad news. Yeah. And that goes for a lot of stuff here though. Optics, yeah, ammo, like yeah. leaving ammo in your garage through the summer. I yep. don't, it'll degrade it just enough. What do you guys like? We've talked a little bit about flexibility. Um, I think, I think it's just like different strokes for different folks, right? Mm -hmm. And different types of hunts. Mm -hmm. I would say if you're looking for a new boot, kind of that three flex is a good middle of the road spot to start. But what do you guys like for height on a boot? Does that matter to you? I don't know if it really matters to me. Like I said, I, I go by this principle that I think, uh, you know, guys who are saying, oh, I need a tall boot for ankle stability. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think ankle stability is a myth. How so? A NBA. Dig, dig deep. NBA. Basketball shoes. How well, we wearing eight-inch shoes playing basketball. How many? How many? Those guys are cutting back and forth, torching their ankles all the time, and they're just totally fine. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a crutch that people put in their head. Like you need to have a tall boot for ankle stability. But I feel like you're limiting yourself because then it's going to be stiffer, and you're not allowing it to flex. So I think you're getting yourself into trouble more where it's going to really, you know, get sideways on you. Is this like a water and coffee thing? Like it the is, more you dehydrate a, yourself, yeah, the it's better it's you'll be. Yeah, same mentality in my head. So it might not be true. I've heard. I've heard Brady's. I've put it, put it to the test. I actually think there's something to it. Yeah, because like if I have a boot that has more flex to it, I'm able to feel that train. I can counter it with the rest of my body as I'm walking. Yeah. But if it's super stiff, I might get my foot in a scary situation where it's going to be like that, and all of a sudden, boom! I feel like lean over and roll your ankle. I have a really bad right ankle, and I will say that if I wear a boot that is not as stiff in the upper portion of it, it seems like I roll it, but the it's not as bad. Not as bad. To me, it feels like when I roll my ankle in a boot that's got a really stiff upper, like it's a bad roll. Mm -hmm. Like it really twists my ankle really bad. So I think there is something to it. And, and mm -hmm. it's like, I think you can just slowly, you know, maybe because I played basketball my whole life and my ankles are maybe stronger than most, but like... <laughs> I don't know. I've never had to tape up my ankles and yeah. I've never had to get a taller basketball shoe. Like all, all basketball shoes now are getting lower and lower and yeah, lower. Yeah, they're all low top. And those, those guys are, like I said, torching their ankles on a daily basis and they don't have anything that's taller to try to support things. That was back in the day. Yeah, they had basketball shoes that were a lot taller that you lace mm -hmm. up, you know, but now we don't anymore. I also buy into, um, like I started trail running probably five or six years ago. Everything else I did was road running. I do think it's, done wonders for my ankles as far as strengthening my ankles mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. running over uneven terrain yep. and just like you know occasionally catching a rock and adjusting with it and i just wear a low top running shoe when i'm running and i i've had some twists i've, I've taken some half gainers <laughs> 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 but uh i do think that uh, overall i think that's been really good for my ankles and and, and getting stronger yeah, yeah i've but, never struggled with the ankles like i've always had to it's yeah, my whole thing is my knee lock on this guy's foot and just send yeah, him I'm, foot. I'm telling you send him out. my ankle and foot is fantastic no, no my issue is knee knees it's, yeah. it's it's my left knee which in turn has thrown off hips right knee though it's mm -hmm. all coming from my left knee which is what i blew out on our yep. on our backcountry hunt but for me like the size of upper for me so i do pay attention to it only because how chunky the the like upper part of my foot, lower part of my shin mm -hmm. is, if it's too tall, like I, it will pinch the shit out of my shin right there. Like my calf shin. Mine too. And I, just, I don't I'm, like a really I'm tall too boot. too thick for it. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I, I like want, my pack boots really tall. 
Well, yeah, because it's the different different use case, different right? Different use case, yeah. But like you see here, all these boots, for the most part, except for the Kenetrek here, are the same height. What are they? Ten, yeah. ten inches. Ah, uh, these are probably eight, nine, eight. kind of in that eight or nine range. Yeah. And then that's you get, what I prefer. Yeah, you get to a Kenetrek, you get to like a ten or eleven. What I find is like if I'm going, you know, downhill, I'll pinch the back of my calf yep. in, in a oh, tall yeah. boot. So I'm not a huge fan of a tall. You got boot. some thicker calves. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. yeah. Beefy. If anyone hasn't yeah. seen Trails calves, He's my got some God, beefy calves. Calf He's like the, do you get uh, calf, calf implants? No. <laughs> I, like I told, have I told you my I've told you my calf story, haven't I? No. So I used to play pickup soccer like on a on an intramural like a league team there in Cedar City. And one time I was playing, I was kind of on the front line. There was a a defender and he was a Latino guy back there, and he looked over and he was like, "Dude, you your calves are huge." He's like, "How are your calves so big? What are you doing?" And I said, "You know, just hills, man." And he's like, hills? And I said, yeah, hills. And he's like, hills? And he like looked at me funny and he, and he it took me a minute, but like he thought I was wearing high heels. He's oh. like, <laughs> he's like, like high hills? He, uh, he's like, oh, you strutting around in high heels? And I was like, no, man, like hiking the hills. I'm hiking mm-hmm. hills. That's what Can you imagine if he didn't ask you to, to <laughs> parody on that? He just figured. He just got along figuring I wear high heels. Yeah. He's you go do. I mean, there. you're, yeah, they're you know, those, those, uh, like hormonal injected chicken, chicken breasts. <laughs> That's what trails calves look like. <laughs> They're just like, <laughs> I think it's just, they're just I did there. do, but so when I was in high school, my, my, I had a guy who was always like, oh, if you want to dunk, you got to do calf raises. Mm-hmm. So I was just constantly doing calf raises. Like I was the guy on the bottom step, you know, constant. just constant calf raises. <laughs> well, it worked. And Let I me did tell dunk you. and my calves did get big. But do you ever they, have jump soles? It was like no, elevated shoes. I had those. No, those are baller for training. Probably not good for your. No, but I do have big calves. Yeah, I don't. I don't like a tall boot. I like kind of an eight or nine inch. Boot. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying for the same reason. Not not stability. Not any. It's just literally my leg won't mm-hmm. take it. So uncomfortable. Yeah, and they're also a little bit lighter, right? You get a tall boot. Yeah, yeah. true. I mean, a tall boot's kind of nice for winter because you've got a little bit added protection. A little, you know, taller boot just to keep snow out. But overall, I kind of like eight or nine inches. Mm-hmm. Um, what's like a. Could we run through like general boot construction? Sure. What what what's the makeup of a boot? Like you got a rand, you got a yeah. sole, you got So I mean the uppers, uppers are mostly either leather or suede. So you can see like this boot here, which is the mocker combi, is got a lower portion that's a suede and then a synthetic. So that's like a what we would say like a blend, right? So you get lighter weight boot overall because you've got mostly synthetic. And you've got some suede just like in your high wear areas. A suede is not going to wear as well as like a full grain leather. Why would they do that? Why would they put that suede there? It's lighter. Um, it's cheaper, I'm sure, to produce, yeah. you know. Um, I would say generally speaking, a boot that is suede or a synthetic leather or suede blend, it just isn't going to give you the wear and tear that an all leather boot will. There's just too many seams. And it's nice that it's lightweight and it's more breathable, but it's not going to be as weatherproof or give you as longevity as you might get yeah. with a full leather boot. Um, you know, and then typically like your your upper here is like some sort of padded foam. You've got some boots like these Han Wogs, which have like a leather foam upper. Um, your, midsoles, your midsoles are typically like a nylon shank and you'll get different combinations of like a full shank, which is like the full length of the boot versus some that are like, you know, portions. Yeah, that's kind of adding to the stability, yep, like add, the stiffness. Yep, added added to the stiffness. So obviously a full length shank and a boot, you know, full nylon, and they vary by thickness. Mm-hmm. So the thicker that is, the more stiff that boot's going to be. So when you talk a boot like this La Sportiva Equilibrium, um, it's got a, a long full shank that's like a thicker nylon. Um, then you got your your sole. I mean, different soles um, 
you know, different tread patterns. This one's kind of shallow for my liking versus something like this where you can see the tread deep on that thing cleaty. is super yeah. deep. It's going to dump that mud. Looks like a clean It's going to dump the mud. It's also great going downhill. I mean, you yeah. got a full pack and you, you're going downhill real heavy. I mean, it's going to slow you down. Yeah. So. And don't we have like a... I don't know what the right term is for it, like different cushion in the back, like EVA and, and, yeah, and polyurethane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can see like this one here has got a nice EVA foam, which is going to be a little bit more con uh, cushioned versus yep. something like this, which is very minimal. Ethylene, vi ethylene vinyl ac acetate. You, sure. I just like leaving it and in and the ass. He, he, he used polyurethane. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yep. So you've got different types of foam with different levels of cushion, if you will. And I will say, I mean, like, this boot here is built to kind of be light and fast and stiff for like alpine that terrain. Combi. Yeah, mucker combi, which is really nice for that. It's lightweight. I do feel good in it if I'm covering a lot of ground, um, especially early season. But I get this boot on, which is a Alaska GTX. It feels like you've got pillows on your feet. It's very cushy. You know, you, you can really ride this thing for a lot of miles with a heavy pack and feel pretty good at the end of the day. Um, do you like boots with like a full rubber rand that covers the whole entire bottom of the yeah, boot, front toe cap? I, I do. I mean, I, I like a full rubber rand. It just kind of keeps, you know, keeps the, keeps the boot protected, protects mm -hmm. that lower portion of the leather. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've had some boots that are like only partial. I'm trying to think this track, one of these boots has a partial rand. Yeah, this guy, this guy does the Tatra light. Yeah, just right in the right in the toe box area. Yeah, and I would say for the most part, you'll get a rubber rand uh, in the key pieces of the boot to kind of protect it. But for the most part, it's not it's not a huge deal unless you're like in scree, right? Yeah. So like if you're hunting sheep in Alaska and you're constantly yeah. side hilling into the hill, it's that rubber rand, scarring your boot hard. yeah, will we'll kind of save your boot. And I know, I mean, I've talked to people that have gone on sheep hunts that have had some real issues with their boots because. Just didn't have the protection. Yeah, it just started to shred the side of the. Boot. Man, it is gnarly. Sheep country. That the side hill through the scree fields. It is. Yeah. It will tear up. Yeah, your you're boots. constantly digging into yes. the side hill with the side of your. You're foot. using that. That's yeah, the side of your foot the whole way, and it it tears up your boot. Yep. Yeah. So there's, I mean, a lot of there's there's parts and pieces, a lot of different options for you as far as boots go. I would say, I mean, what do you guys do? Have you found a boot that you kind of just stick with, like over the years, or have you? kind of bounce back and forth sometimes bounce back and forth but i feel like i have a pretty dialed system and you know like a three four boot type thing and yeah. it just really works for me and like i said i love the leather boots and love some flex in the early season and there's no do-it-all option yeah. but that's one thing i was going to say lorenzo I, I mean you haven't had any foot problems but i think it's also because you know what to buy in a boot yeah for sure like those macro combis i, I had those and for whatever reason I, I usually don't like just go hiking but for whatever reason i think we were hiking like turtlehead peak it was we were doing a little team <laughs> you thing. mean you're not out hiking unless no. there's like a, a mule look i i have fully i have <laughs> fully accepted and come to terms with i am an absolute fucking meathead and i fully accept <laughs> it i used to like be embarrassed about it and not want to talk about it. i'm i'm fully into it um not for aesthetics or any of that bullshit but i just like i like lifting weight and and doing that kind of shit in the in the off season i'm not like hitting the hills to, you know climbing thousand feet a day kind of uh, the stuff's too drives me nuts it's too mindless for me anyways you don't have a map at home with all the tallest peaks in no, nevada not, yeah i'm not trying to get my thousand feet a, <laughs> with a, a pin day on in. it and it's and it's worked for me i mean will i have to switch it as i get older probably but where i'm at now no mm -hmm. but for whatever reason we were going on a, a turtle head peak it was a I'm pretty sure it was a team we were doing like a team hike 
might have been when maps, when we were like trying to get our maps figured out, when oh, we yeah, were using yeah, it. I think that. that's what it was. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was, trying up. to do tracks and mm-hmm. all. And I wore those. And thank God I did, because what I realized is the the depth, the height depth of the toe box mm-hmm. was crushing the top of my toes. Yep. Like not the sides. It wasn't pinching my toe box because I can feel that immediately when I put my foot in a boot like this one. What was this one again? The, the Tatra. I can feel my toes pinched immediately when I put my foot in this boot. That one, I never felt it, but I didn't realize like the, that little bit of swelling on mm-hmm. going from uphill resting, then going downhill. And then that downhill, the, the change of angle, it was crushing the top of my toes. And if I would have been on a hunt, that would have, that would have been brutal. Like yeah. it, it would have been a, the first boot to ever like put one of my, my feet down, you know, gotcha. like to put my feet down. So um, that's like my only boot that I, I can't hunt in that I know for sure, mm-hmm. but I do stick like this Alewa that the mountain trainer Two mid GTX, like mm-hmm. this boot, the first time I put it on, I went, I, uh, sheep hunted with clay Hill. He drew his sheep tag, um, bighorn sheep tag in Colorado his archery tag. And I went out there to help him and granted it wasn't, it's not like, it's not like we're at Timberline or any of that shit, but it, I mean, you were, it was sheep country, mm-hmm. um, and this was, it was the first time I had worn this specific boot on a hunt and I've, I fell in love with it. So I've been wearing this thing ever since gotcha. literally antelope hunts to elk hunts to everything. Now, if I, if I do get this Wyoming tag this next year, let's, you know, knock on wood for the draws here, but, um, I'll probably switch. And I honestly think I'm going to go back to the Kenner Trek. Mm-hmm. That's I think, cause I do, this is too stiff for me on a mm-hmm. backcountry stocking, all that, you know, this uh, Scarpa. What was this one again? The Montatech. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it, but it's it's definitely too stiff. Gotcha. So I'll probably find my find my way back to Kennetrek, which I might have the same issue as you because I, mm-hmm. I haven't worn them in 10, 12 years. I don't even know how many years, but, like, I mean, she had to probably 10 years, 12 years, and maybe they did change something. So I don't yeah, know if my foot will like it. Let, let me know what you think. Yeah. yeah. Maybe... I guess you, we could bring it around full circle because you asked at the start of the podcast like what it is I think about in terms of recommendations for, for people when they're buying a boot. Mm-hmm. I would break that down to really probably three or four factors. So one being your forefoot, both the width and then also the volume mm-hmm. that you're talking about. That's the, you know, the... Yeah, volume is a smarter way to say it. Yeah, so the, the depth of your foot per yeah. se, you know, and some people's feet are just more voluminous, right? Yeah. They, they're bigger, they take up more room. So you want to think about both the width and the volume of your forefoot. Uh, secondly, I would think about your heel. So like your heel lock. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have like a narrow heel? Like I, I do. I think you do. Yep, I do as well. You, you seem to as well. Your foot seems interesting in the fact that it's wider in the forefoot, but you also seem to have like a more narrow, a narrow Yeah, narrow I got like heel. a duck foot and then the volume of it too. It's yeah. like I got some volume on mm-hmm. it. So I would say think about those three things. And then, I mean, as we run through here, I'm looking right now. Um, I think we, we asked earlier, we carry 140 different SKUs or different boots. Yeah. So like different boots. I would say... And there's a reason for that. Yeah. I would say hands down, we have the best selection in boots oh, definitely within our space and probably yep. probably yeah. within any mountaineering yeah. space. Yeah. When we do down. things, I mean, that that's kind of our DNA is to do it right. And that, it's the only way to do it right and give the true options out there for all the different people. I mean, we had to go deep in boots. It's yeah. the only way to do it. And boots, you just don't walk into it different store and check out yeah. like these are you can't do like our boots. our pack selection you know like you can't do that with boots our yeah. pack selection is very narrowed to 
you know, there you can only get so much better and so much different in that category. Boots is entirely different. Yeah, but we have a 140 different options. I would say ideally, if you can, you know, if you came to Vegas, it would be worth your time just to come down here and like sit down yeah. with Paul and let him fit you with a pair of boots. You have tons of different options. Paul's but, a stud with boot fitting. Yeah, but it, but if you can't, I mean, generally speaking, I would say, you know, I run down through the list here and I'm looking. You know, you mentioned Salewa, and yeah. it doesn't surprise me one bit that you like Salewa boots because they are a smidge wider through the forefoot they have a very nice tight heel pocket i would say hands down it's the best heel pocket of all the boots that we carry yeah um you know they've got this wire system you can kind of see here in the back that really creates this nice tight heel pocket tuck in you yeah. like your heel feels you, you, like you it just got it. tucked into bed yeah. i, I will say feel like good. when i slide my foot into a yeah. pair of salewa boots you can almost hear the air being yeah. sucked out is it it reminds me of being tucked in the bed at night a, as a kid. A good it's just like, ooh, tuck in you know, bed. it's like that's what, that's what my heel feels like. Yeah. So I would say if that's kind of your foot shape, you're looking for a little more volume up front, you got a nice, you know, narrow heel and you want a nice fit, I would say take a hard look at Salewa boots. Yeah. And, and they have a nice option. People that have got just a voluminous foot, wide foot, a lot of volume, lower boots. I mean, they yeah. are That's real. the go-to. They're for sure. really the wide. true hobbit foot out there. That's <laughs> yeah. the go. I used to wear Loa's all the time. Yeah. I was in fisheries work. That was the go-to boot. Yeah, Lo- Loa Tibet GTX. Yep. I mean, Tibet's were the ones. If you got a big foot, yeah, look at a Loa. Um, and then I would say, you know, looking at guys with more narrow feet, you've got kind of a long, narrow, skinny foot. There's some of those Italian brands like a Scarpa, a La Sportiva. Um, maybe even a Hanwag, depending on, you know, the individual boot itself. Um, I would say Hanwag is kind of middle of the road. Yeah. It's like yeah. for guys with not a narrow foot, not a wide not foot, a, yep. just kind of a normal and foot. All their models are phenomenal. Like I've worn the Tropper Top a lot too. Yeah. My late season Your Hans. foot fits it though. Mine is, mine's over the limit for a Hanwag. Yeah. It's, for the it's width, over right? the limit. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't fit them. Yeah, and, I, and it, when you look at Hanwag, they've got a ton. Uh, many of my favorite boots are Hanwag, whether you're talking this Tatra or the Tatra that you've got, or the Makra combi. The Makra Trek is actually one that I wore most this year. I wore that, that on my... That looks beat up. That does look yeah, beat I put, up. <laughs> Jeez. I put some miles on that boot this year on my elk hunt in Utah, and I really like that boot. Kind of one of my standbys that I've had for years and years is the Alaska GTX. I think it's as good a boot as you can find, like a do-all type of boot. The only beef I have with it is it's a little bit heavy. And yeah. if you get mm-hmm. that thing wet, you're definitely going to fill it on your foot. And that's a little different yeah. design too because you do have that leather. That's actually one of my favorite features of that boot. And it sounds corny because it's just like the inner portion of it yeah, that's leather. But, man, that thing feels really, really good on your calf. It, it's really comfortable. It also probably Smooth. molds there over time yep. really well. Yep. Yeah. That's been – I would. this is my third pair of this Alaska GTX. Um you can't hardly wear these things out. The only thing that'll ever happen on occasion is you'll get some sole peel that you mm-hmm. can fix with some shoe goo. Shoe goo. Is that, shoe the, goo. Is that the technical term? I don't know. Back That's a good I, name, though. We should back when I skateboarded. We always had shoe, shoe goo. goo. <laughs> yeah, you know, you you ollie out your pad here in the yeah. front. You'd have to layer it up with some shoe goo. But um, I love this, huh? It's a brand, yeah. So, yeah, the Alaska GTX has been one of my favorite. Um, What's that Scarper you got sitting there? Yeah, the Scarper, this is, they call it an equilibrium. It's kind of a weird spelling of it, equilibrium, but um, it's kind of a, it's a La flag. Sportiva? Yeah, La Sportiva. Or did you say Scarpa? It's La Sportiva. Oh, no, it's oh, a, I meant the Scarpa. Oh, right oh. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, the Scarpa is called the Mescalito GTX, and it's just kind of a lightweight hiker. I wore it uh, elk hunting this year, and it's, it's really comfortable hmm. on the foot. 
I would say that this boot does not have as good a heel pocket as what I need, and I will get like a little bit of slippage. Yep. Um, but for the most part, it's been pretty good, and I'm fortunate that I work here, so I get to buy and try a lot of boots. Yeah. Um, yeah. This I mean, that, that's the thing is, it's no small investment. I mean, these things no. are not. It's not cheap. No. You know what I mean? Like, and I've, I've bought all of these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it was something important to touch on here too is like, if people are trying to take this series, we also have all of the data listed on all of our feet i was gonna yeah so, yeah so if like if you're Talk about it if you're at home measuring on a white piece of printer paper put your heel on the wall stand on a white piece of printer paper take your measurements length width um the the volume is a little difficult because it's kind of subjective with where you take it but just focus on the length and width like you'll see if your feet are more comparable to mine or brady's or trails yep. or a bunch of we we took pretty much everybody's yeah, data those profiles within are really the office. And um, we, have built, YouTube, we have that YouTube video. And there YouTube too, video and took to profiles on this because this shit ain't cheap, man. And like this, is, and it's, like I said, you take your Chevrolet legs down and you're going nowhere. Like you, I mean, to think Brady is being held back from where he wants to go. I mean, holy shit, that's, yeah, that's a big that's deal. A big thing. So, I don't know, Trail, you're, the, you're like the main boot gear guy. But like I always, when people ask me, I always wish I could just put them in direct touch with you. But I always say, like if you're truly starting from scratch and you have no idea, like a Flex Three mm-hmm. with the with the find the profile of one of our staff who your foot is most representative of. Start with a Flex Three because then you're going to know if you want to go up and down for there from mm-hmm. there. And that Flex Three is going to be like a super well-rounded boot. Like you're not, it's not going to go to waste. I mean, that's yeah. going to be a go-to boot for sure. And then all your specialty stuff beyond that, you're going to know if you want to go up or down in flexibility, if you want to go up and down or volume, whatever whatever it is. Yeah. That's always my two cents, but you're obviously a lot more yeah. well-rounded no, you're, there you're than I You're spot on, and I would say use those boot profiles. I mean, if you look through, like if you click on a boot in our gear shop, underneath the description there, you're going to see like three different individuals that work here in the office, and you're actually going to see each one of our foot measurements in millimeters. Yeah. And you can compare that to your foot um, to see how that boot might fit you. And we're going to give you like the recommendation for the size that we like. And that's yeah. with, you know, a medium weight merino wool sock. Um, yeah, so that, that can help you decide what you what you need as far as actual length of a boot. Yeah. And, and size. Compare, we compare it to a size like what Nikes we always compare them yeah. to. Yeah, we Everybody, try to. I mean, everybody, I, we feel wear. like the reason why we chose it is like, you yeah. know, we, we feel no matter where, what stage in life you're at, you have bought a pair of Nikes off the shelf. <laughs> and the, the one beautiful thing about Nike is you travel from here to China and everything in between. Not that I'm going to China, but, you know, just throwing that out there. It's just the furthest place I could think of it off the top of my head. Tajikistan. Tajikistan. Like, if you buy one of them off the shelf, they are so consistent in sizing. And that's why we just felt like that was a good barometer for our comparison. As everybody's bought a Nike off the shelf, and you you know what you are at Nike. Yeah, so each one of those boot profiles in our shop should have everything that you would need to know if that's a boot that's going to work for yeah. you. So you're going to yeah. have a boot profile, a flex rating, um, so you, you'll, you'll have a really good idea on what size you should buy yeah. as well as what type of flex rating. And then within those descriptions, we also try to include like best use case scenario. So, yeah. I mean, w- when we decided to get into boots, I remember Lorenzo it was, was a big deal. <laughs> Lorenzo was just like, you fought it for a while. I remember Porter you, fought it. Por- Porter probably fought it worse than anybody. Most, right? But yeah. I, the reason why I was fighting it is because. Because the disaster that it can be. It, exactly. And it, and it can be so overlooked. Yeah. Like it can be. Just one of those things that like, oh, I'll just get a pair of boots whenever, like yeah. whenever I have my hunt or whenever this or that. Like there is, you talk about overwhelming and hunting. Like you think the draws are overwhelming. Yeah. Man, the, the, the choices and the implications 
of boots. Like th- that is you're dealing with high risk. You're dealing with a very high risk scenario here. Like literally make or break somebody trying to mm-hmm. hunt, right? And what if that was your, what if you drew a bighorn sheep tag? I know. Yeah. And that what was you, my What if you, yeah. right? And I, everybody oh. always goes to the, to that. But like, what if you drew, what if your elk tag that you wasted, not wasted, but not, uh, non-negotiable. burned all those points, <laughs> right? It's yeah. like, this shit's a big deal. And the, the amount of implication that it could put on your hunt is a big deal. So I always fought it from the standpoint of, if we're going to do this, like we've got to have data to, yeah. to allow people to help make the, a right decision because, I mean, boots, like, you know, humans are interesting. We like to do things because they look good or cool or, you know, they fit your eye, whatever it is. Um, but boots, man, it's like high risk. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is in saying that you fought it, you weren't, you didn't fight it. You just said, we'll do it. But if we do it, we're going to do it. It's got to be done the right we're, way. We're going to do it the right way. We're going to carry a ton of models to fit a variety of feet. And then within each individual description, we're going to tell people what this boot is. So yep. that when they buy it, they have a very high level of expectation is what they're going to receive. Yes, you know? exactly. So that's, we that's, spent so much time. We spent a shit that. ton of time. And I was, was like, I was dedicated <laughs> yeah. on that. I yeah. made everyone measure their foot. You walked in the, I don't care how ugly your fucking feet are. You're going to get on this table and we're going to measure your foot. <laughs> yes, sir. And we're going to build profiles. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's like I said, man, it's high, it's high risk and it's just a, you know, and I appreciate it too because we get to mess with a lot of gear. So now I can go through and be like, Oh, I want to try this one. Oh mm-hmm. shit. It won't fit my foot. Let's try something else, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's fun to mess with them, but the implications, man, mm-hmm. it's pretty deep. Do you ever trail? I'm specifically asking you right now, putting you on the spot. Put any consideration into like lace lock construction, hooks versus ball bearings versus just material wrapping over laces. You ever think of that? Like how that's when I buy a boot. Are you buying a boot? Um, I wouldn't say that I necessarily put a ton of thought into it, but I. Is there something you prefer, maybe? Yeah, for, for sure. I can show you just real quick. Like if you wish every boot could be like mm-hmm. that, you would. Tell every boot manufacturer. Yes, yeah, so let this. me give you an example. This boot here, you can see that the uh, eyelet here. Mm-hmm. This is the one that sits kind of above your forefoot. It's not deep enough. Like in this boot, if I if it were up to me, I would move this thing back a half an inch so that I can get a little bit more bite and yep. pull, because I do think that that would help my my heel issues Lock potentially in. in this boot. Um, so that is like one little thing about this boot that I don't necessarily like, and I probably would bump that back. I mean, you compare it to something like this. It's got like a real deep, you can mm-hmm. see the angle on that, how far back it sits. Yeah. I just get a better sense over the top of my foot. Um, so that is something I think about. I do really like these types of eyelets on the Hanwag Alaska GTX. Yeah, that little ball bearing there. So it just, it, it reduces the, you know, the friction on your laces. So I don't tend to break laces on mm-hmm. this. I have broke laces in boots before, and I mean, Pecord's your best friend. Yeah, that's, in that case. it's a pain in the ass. I had a pair of uh, my Kinetrex on a on a second sheep hunt that I went on up north. Mm-hmm. I had a I had bright blue laces from the Pecord I had, and it yeah. was, I saved my whole hunt. One of the worst everything. experiences I had was when I broke a lace, and I had that uh, Z Packs like slick line cord. Oh yeah. Ooh. So when you're trying to grab it and to pull it tight, it's yeah. just ripping through your hands because like <laughs> it's just so slick. I have yeah. the exact same same issue. Ugh. Yeah, I, I broke a lace on a pair of boots and had to replace it with the exact same slick line. Mm-hmm. So I do think about that a little bit. Um, you know, I, I like the ball bearings. I would say that those are my best just because you get less wear and tear. 
Uh, I do hate sometimes, like on some of these, when they get pinched in. Yeah, pinch. Oh, I hate that. Sometimes it can benefit you when you're pulling them tight and it stays there, yeah. so you can like rest your hands for <laughs> yeah. a second. And you're trying to really wrench on them. Some boots. Uh, I'm trying to think which Man, one. You got, I, that's just a world I don't know. Because yeah, I, I can make it so, I make it so tight. <laughs> I don't know that. You've never had that. I'm issue. trying to buy room in the front. Yeah, I do like that. Some boots at this point in the boot, this little lilac right here has like almost a self locking so that yep. as you pull that up and cinch it, it stays so that you can then lace the upper portion of your boot and it ties nice. Yeah. Did you like the one hooks that are always on the tongue? Oh uh, yeah, I do use that. You use that a lot to yeah, pull I, it up? I thread them in underneath the, the little eyelet there on the tongue and it just holds the tongue up so it doesn't slip and get in the way. Uh, I don't think about it a ton, but it's like, it's like anything. I mean, it's details, like yeah, little, little, little detail. details that add yeah. up to make something a little bit better. I wouldn't say that it's like the make or break on me picking a boot one over the other, mm -hmm. but it does, it matters. Yeah. yeah. They're all different too. Like I'm even looking at the Scarper right here and has like whatever sort of looking slick plasticky like type material, mm -hmm. probably again to prevent wear and tear on your laces mm -hmm. and everyone does it differently. I, I have had a Salewa, if you can see here. Um, the suede, they mm. actually run the lace through the suede. Yeah. I have had those break yeah. in, in a Salewa, uh, replaced them, but it was kind of a pain in the butt at the these, time. I had these, neon, uh, pop through. What are the, what are these, uh, it's like just a secondary lock outside mm -hmm. of that, outside of that suede. The first pair of these I had, I had both of them pull out, but these boots are laced so well and tight enough that it, it was still entirely usable. Yeah, if you look at that boot, it's got multiple options. It, yeah, so when I blew, I blew two of those out, one on each side. And like I said, I got some mm -hmm. chunky feet. So I blew, <laughs> I blew two of those out. And, but it, it was still like what I paid attention, you know, what I noticed is there's so much lace mm -hmm. through here or so much areas to lace through here. It really yeah. didn't affect my, yeah. my boot at all. I guess to answer your question a little bit, Brady, uh, if I were looking to buy a pair of boots that were going to last me a really long time and like I was really worried about getting like the most longevity out of my boots, I probably would look more specifically at things like laces mm -hmm. and I would go with something like this. Yep. It's on, got on the, the heavy. This is the Alaska GTX, uh, yeah. but I mean, you can see you've got those beefy eyelets. Yeah. You know, those are through full grain leather. So yep. those are definitely going to not pull out like you might get with some of these that are just tabs. What about all the different combinations? I mean, I'm getting in the weeds. I have a bunch of questions here, but it's I mean, the boot guy. Laces. Do you ever right away, like, I'm going to pull off these laces, put some, you know, custom ones on or whatever? You ever? I never do. Never but, do. But um, there's definitely laces I like better than others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's interesting is like when you dive down the rabbit holes of uh, running shoes, it's funny, but laces and running shoes, I think mountain boots have got some making up to do because yeah. running shoes have some sweet laces. Yeah. yeah. And I know some, there's some lace construction that's like, it feels like you catch a burr on it or whatever. It peels off the outer core. Now you have this inner core. That's just a little strand of string. And then it just ends up slowly yeah. wearing and tearing through it. But other ones are a little bit stronger lace construction. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're like wrapped with different colors and whether they're stitched or whatnot, interwoven, but... Yeah, most of them have some cord in the middle, but like my running shoes right now I'm wearing at home are a, a pair of Saucony Triumphs. Mm -hmm. The laces in those have got some stretch to it. So if you could find some laces that have got some stretch to it that also have the durability, of that would be really handy because you do get a nice cinch with those laces. Yeah. So I think there's some ground to be made up. But I, I mean, we sell aftermarket laces here in the shop, but I've never, you know, pulled them out and, and relaced them just for the I never have either. So turn, just turn made sure I've always had key mm -hmm. You guys watching? The Zamberlin up in the upper right with that, what? Yeah, the BOA. BOA system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Never tried it. Never tried them? I've never tried it. 
No, I... It's, it's very intriguing and interesting. Yeah, I don't know about the boa. I feel like I left behind, like, self-lacing boa and, like, you know, back when shoes had transformers on them. Oh, those are on sweet. The, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. I've never tried them, but I, they might work. They'd yeah. definitely be quick. They make them for a reason for certain people who want them. Yeah, yeah and that Zamberlin boot we're looking at, it's like a heavy-duty insulated winter boot, mm -hmm. you know? So if you don't want to take the time to peel your gloves off and tie your Yeah, places. that's what they do on, like, snowboard boots, right? Yeah. The yeah. system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I could definitely say it's got a use-case scenario. So I lied. I found my picture. So 2016 is the last time I wore Kinetrex. Okay. Because I found that picture where I had to use P-Cord. <laughs> okay, that's good with blue lace. Bright how do you, you dig that up right now? Like that I, was, I was racking my head about... Month and year and... About, changing out those laces and uh, anyways I so you, I, I lied 2016 is the last time i wore kinetrex that's the last should, time i ever wore i think you should always go back and rock some blue I laces i can't do blue now it's got to be orange <laughs> gotta i don't be know that looks pretty sick it does look pretty sweet <laughs> but yeah that's yeah. i just paracord is i just make i mean there's obviously so many use cases for it but does like the, yeah i've never been concerned about laces does the color of the boot have any factor on whether you buy it or not no i have no shame in saying yes yeah. No shame. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, it does for Are, me. are bright, fancy boots going to scare away game? No. No. I don't mean that. I just, I hate a black boot. Really? Yeah. I've, I've grown to the point where, like, I do not like a black boot. It's Is it just, because we're, like, high desert type terrain? It's, it's hot, hot on my foot. Yeah, I, I can feel the heat. It I just run hot and feels I feel hot that. on my feet. Even though this boot here, I love the boot itself. It's solid black, and I was hunting elk in Utah this year, and it was, you know, mid-90s. Mm -hmm. We had a real heat snap. It was hot. Mm -hmm. That boot ran so hot. I would much prefer if this boot was a, a lighter color. Yeah. I will. You guys know me very well. What's the one color I will not do? Red. This one right here. Red, red, red. I can't stand Lorenzo it. Lorenzo hates I red. I don't know why. <laughs> I need to do some soul searching and understand why. This would not be your boot. No, I, I would never it looks even. Like pain. I would never even look at that boot because it's red. So I have no shame in saying, yeah, I, my eye is yeah. drawn to color. I am, obvi I, I'm, obviously, um, extremely, you know, tied to and proud of the brand and orange, and, orange and gray. Mm -hmm. So like, if anybody out there makes something orange and gray, I'm gonna fucking buy it. It's a good like, looking without boot. even looking, I'm gonna buy it. Um, so like, yeah, color. Uh, my eye is drawn to color. Um, and I'm, I'm not a fan of all black because of the, the temperature, because of the heat. This, this like off tan, like more gray tan. I like that boot. It does keep off the heat. Like it, I don't feel it on my toes. Mm -hmm. And the orange was just, I mean, like I said, that was the first what thing What about a boot do. like that? Would you ever? Can't do it. Too much? If it was, no, not too much. Just the like red? The red. I gotcha. can't do the red. I love, so lime green, orange. Blues, like I'm a fan of all that, <laughs> but like you start getting into red, I'm fucking out. Yeah, I don't like a black boot though for that reason. Other than that, like I don't mind it if it's leather, you know, brown, kind of a light gray. And I've worn black boots. I mean, obviously I wore that one all year, but if I had my choice, I they just seem to run hot in my opinion. Mm. I totally agree with. And that. I look like a cop if I'm wearing them. Who wants to look yeah. like a cop? Right? Who wants to look like? I talk shit to my brother-in-law all the time who wants to look like a cop that's why i always tell him i said bro i know you're a cop my just looking cop. at you yeah I mean, it's not cool man um but like this this boot though it is black and off black this insulated scarpa mm -hmm. the uh monta tech yeah, monta gtx which so i went on a northwest territories hunt in october actually a yukon hunt in october this is back when i was in college with my dad and uh I've never been the same since. Like I was not prepared. I was wearing cotton, 
clothing. I was wearing shitty boots. This is pre-2010. Um, and I swear my toes and feet have never been the same. We talked about this yeah, on Porter's 44 hunt. I like the black in late season. Mm, I like that. Yeah. If the sun is out, yeah, ooh, I, I, Yeah, I just mean early give it season. To me. Early archery hunt, which yeah. is mostly what I'm doing. I hate that black boot. I love that this is insulated and black. Yeah. Like, give me that sun, the sun heat. I can see that. Do you ever have, so, so maybe I'll give an explanation afterwards. I'm going to ask you a question, then I'm going to answer it first. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I have different boots I'll wear in different terrain, specifically because, for example, I run the Rapaches, mm-hmm. Slaywood Rapache, in desert terrain. Because it feels like the lava rock and nasty terrain like Arizona, parts of Nevada, just tear up the bottom of my boot. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to take my true mountain boot that I wear in October, November, and beat the crap out of it on those hunts because I feel like that terrain just eats up my boot. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have a boot specifically for terrain because you just yeah. know it's going to tear it apart and you don't want to use a nicer, I don't know, like the Rapache is still a nice boot, but I'm just saying like I have a that mm-hmm. Rapache, I always wear when I go to Arizona. Yeah, I would say, yeah, my mind more goes to the outsole meeting the type of terrain. Yeah, that's also true. Mine gets eat up. Yeah, in, in terms of wear of tear and then also in terms of grip and traction. So there's definitely boots like this boot here. If you feel the rubber in this boot, it's a Vibram sole, but the rubber compound that they've used in it, it's very stiff and rigid. Mm-hmm. It's not great on wet, muddy stuff. It just yep. tends to slide around. If you're on rock on this, it just doesn't grip it. But if you compare that to something like, um, you know, this one, that has got a much more tacky rubber mm-hmm. sole. You just get a lot better grip on wet surfaces. So I will think about that. And like this shoe here, extremely tacky rubber. Yeah, so that's going to wear out. Is that again? It's the Mutant. Yeah, Yeah. La Sportiva Mutant, they call it. Mutant. Yeah, Mutant. That's a cool name. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the Mutant. But it's really tacky. It's got orange on it. I'd buy it. Yeah, I do think about that. (laughs) So like if I'm mostly rocky and it's wet, I do want like a tacky grippy outer sole versus something that's like a hard rubber compound. You get better, I would say generally, like kind of a better wear and tear and something like that over the long haul, but you get better traction out of something like this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are boots boots on the market (laughs) that we don't carry. That's been one of my primarily beasts with that brand (laughs) is that I just don't think you get the wear and tear because the soles are so soft. Yeah. And they're great for a little while on, you know, wet, rocky surfaces, but you just don't get the wear and tear out of it. You're just burning your wallet. You burn right through them. Should we jump into socks? socks? Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say, we beat up the boots. We beat them up pretty pretty good. good. But there is one thing that you can't, I mean, you have to have with boots and that's socks and that changes the game too. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's crazy to think that they don't have any implications or relationship to the type of boot you're going after. Mm-hmm. So let's at least touch on it a little bit. You know what I think is funny with socks is that you'll have people that'll buy a pair of boots and they'll spend 350, 400 bucks for a pair of boots. And then they'll look at a pair of socks that's 25 bucks or 30 bucks. And they're like, man, I just cannot spend 30 bucks on a pair of socks. That's Which is crazy. crazy. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm that way in my life about some things, but when it comes to socks, like a good pair of socks is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my, my favorites are darn tough. Darn I'm, tough are fantastic lifetime guarantee yeah. i mean we sell a couple brands i would i would put farm to feed farm to right, feed up, right well. up there i yeah. like i love their kodiak socks in my late season hunts mm-hmm. they're yep. beefy and warm and i like their damascus which they make it a lightweight and then also have a midweight um they've got kind of a you know ergonomical shape to your foot they put padding where you need it and cushioning but i 
I mean, I, I like farm to feed. I like darn tough, but my go-tos have always been, I mean, darn tough for a the while. Darn tough 212. I think that's the classic, for that yeah. full yeah, boot the, cushion. Yeah, that 2012. Um, do you guys wear over-the-calf socks ever? No. I try not to. You don't? No. Not my even calves on a late too, hunt? Too thick. I, what, if I have pack, boot, if I have pack <laughs> I mean, boots honestly. on, pack boots I will because yeah. they're tall. Okay, I have the taller pack mm-hmm. boots, but not not a lot. It just feels kind of restricting in a way. It feels like mm-hmm. I'm you know, at the gym wearing basketball compression leggings or something like that. Yep. I always wore two pairs of socks. So I always wore. I used to wear a liner sock and then a sock on the outside of it. It's because I would get blisters. So yeah, explain the benefits of liner sock. Yeah, so the liner That's sock. What my dad does. My dad's d- a big liner he? sock guy. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times I used to wear liner socks, and it's either you know a nylon liner or they do make a merino liner. Um, they make like a poly. Also, there's like typically three different kinds, but this is a super thin liner sock, and you wear that underneath your regular sock. Yep. And essentially, kind of what you're doing is you're creating a barrier between the two socks that's going to rub versus a sock just rubbing on your skin. Mm -hmm. That's what causes a blister. I mean, if you think about it, you can get them from, you know, your heel lifting and rubbing back and forth. But a lot of times you get blisters, too, from just one single point contacting your skin and just continually moving around and around and around in a circle, right? And pretty soon it starts to irritate that layer of skin and it bubbles up into a blister. So. Liner socks can kind of help cause that friction between the two socks versus your skin in the sock. Yeah, I've also used liner socks in a different way as well because, again, I have those you know super long, skinny feet. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's helping me to add extra girth. Volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. World I'll never know. So, <laughs> yeah. so you can see me a lot. I do wear liner socks on a yeah. late season hunt, and then I, you know, I can pull those off. I can dry both of them, and then it's you know keeping my outer sock a little bit more drier, mm-hmm. pulling everything you know around. But like to me, it's also a volume thing. Yeah. Yeah, if you need to add a little bit of volume, a liner sock can definitely help. I do think it helps also, like, pull a little bit more moisture out of it, so it can help in that regard. Uh, but I always used to wear two socks, but since I've gone to Darn Tough, I've just won, worn one sock. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah. I've worn that thing. And they are darn tough. Like, yeah, you really, you really can't put holes in those suckers. I have a pair on right now on my feet that I've had for 10 years. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> the Jason Hairston of Kuyu is the one that, got me into darn tufts mm-hmm. and I have not left them ever since. Like mm-hmm. it is literally my go-to. So on the, the later, like I said, my feet have never been the same since that hunt I went on in Yukon in 2010. So like I am pre 2010. So I'm like pretty focused on getting at least a midweight mm-hmm. sock when I get into the deeper seasons, like September and on, especially in the high country. So this, the, the midweight, the full cushion, what is this one? Yeah, the 2012. The 2012. 2012. Oh, man. This is... That's kind of my go-to, too. My absolute go-to. And then my other one is is uh, the um, lightweight, like early season stuff. Mm-hmm. This one is the... Uh, what's this one? I've got a... I've got a... I don't know if that's a 1952. 2100. The t- yeah. This I, is the I run in these this a is lot. My, this is my go-to early season. Yep. I use that sock to run in every day. That's really? like my daily running sock. Yeah. yeah. And then it gets a little bit colder. I'll even run in these. These are the 1952, which is like a lightweight merino uh, yeah. cushion sock. But yeah, I, w- I would say, you know, if you were going to buy a new pair of socks, I would say buy three or four pairs of just the 2012. It's a full cushion merino sock from Darn Tough and you'll feel be happy. Best. What about what about other options outside of Darn Tough? Like what do you guys know yeah, about? Yeah, Farm to Feet. I like um we've got some that are uh alpaca, which yeah. is a new alpaca. It's got a bunch of spandex in it, which I I mean if you look at a Darn Tough, I think their spandex count in their socks is like in the single digits. I want to say it's like six, five or six percent, which 
Most of it's merino, a little bit of nylon. I don't like a lot of spandex in my socks because it feels like it moves a bunch. Um, I've got some, I've got some mountain op socks yep. and they're okay. They do make a pretty decent liner, merino liner sock, but they do have a lot of spandex in their socks. Um, I mean, I've tried a bunch of different socks. I'm trying to think other brands. I've tried uh, Smart Wool. Smart Wool. Yeah, I was. That's what I was into before. Yep. Darn tough. I've got Smart some wool. Smart Wool socks that have been really good. Uh, and there's some good socks. Bombas makes a decent sock, but I would. I mean, Bombas for hunting. Yeah, they make a taller sock. Really? It's, it's, yeah, it's just a regular, Shit, regular sock. I've used some Canatrack socks over the years. Canatrack makes a great sock. Yeah, which I failed to mention. We carry those, and they mm -hmm. make really nice socks also. What do you think the ultimate material is for a hunting song? Merino. Ask me Merino wool. Yeah. Unless alpaca, I'm going to try these out and yeah. see what they, people say that they dry quicker and they insulate better. So, so I'm, I'm going to tell a little story here. Cody knows the story because we were sitting there talking last night. I had uh, one of our good buddies, Logan Summers, over at my house. <laughs> we were watching a bunch of uh, Billy Moles videos, you know, Alaska and sheep, grizzly, mm -hmm. moose type hunts. And at one point in the video, they were like, oh, yeah, guy, downtime. We're sitting here washing our socks, doing a bunch of laundry. So he was like, you know what the no thing I'm going to do next time I go sheep hunting? I was like, what? He's like, I'm going to bring a bunch of cotton socks. I'm like, wait. Well, why? Why? Here's his explanation. I think he's totally being serious about this. So, Logan, if you're not, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's like, I want to bring a bunch of cotton socks because every day after that day, I'm going to throw those socks in the fire, put a brand new pair of socks on. <laughs> Okay. Next day, next day, next day, I go hike, get all sweaty. So like that way, I don't like day six, day seven. Your socks get super crusty. Like I only bring one pair of socks ever. So you need extra fire starters. Is that what it will? Uh, yeah, maybe. It's like yeah, after every day, I'm going to take the new pair of cotton socks and chuck them in a fire. Sounds expensive. Sounds expensive and probably not smart. So that's a caveat. <laughs> Sometimes don't listen to our advice. Sorry, Logan, but I, I thought it was funny last night. Um, that you know? is funny. Okay. I got a buddy. Didn't he swear? That's an interesting. Interesting. I've never, I've never thought of it before. Theory. But he's like, he wants a clean pair of socks every day. He doesn't want to have to, you know, wash them in a. Yeah. I don't care if hunt. my socks are clean. I've wore. No, I wore same pair of socks for 15 days. I've worn them for 12 days straight. Cody, same Cody pair knows of socks my thoughts and, on uh, extra never, socks and underwear. Yeah, me too. And I never took them off. 12 days. I can't. Is <laughs> it? That's a funny. It, yeah, we need him to explain this whole thing. But trail. I'll never forget my first time hunting in the backcountry with trail, New Mexico backcountry elk. And I pull up to him and I, we meet in a town we won't say. We pull up to the trailhead that we won't say. I start, I get out, I start shooting my bow, making sure everything's on, you know, my little, just, you know, my nerves, whatever. Trail is sitting on his tailgate, cleaning his toe, literally in between every single toe. Mm -hmm. Was it an alcohol wipe? Yeah. I feel like, yeah alcohol white like, like a wet wipe like in between every toe mm -hmm. on the heel cut your toenails starts, starts cutting his toenails i'm shooting my bow i'm packing my gear I got something and i'm like i'm like and i'm sitting there watching him for a while and then finally i'm like Trey, what the fuck are you doing it's like well as soon as this sock goes on it's not coming off until <laughs> i get back to this truck i'm like so i look at him just kind of confused i'm like wait so hold on we're planned on being back here for 12 days like yeah. that's what we're planned on you know, whether we kill early or not, we're killing two yep. bulls, or at least, you know, that's the hope is to kill two bulls. So I mean, 12 days, you're telling me you're never going to see your feet for the next 12 days. Nope. These yep. socks are, I am not looking at my feet for the next 12 days. Yeah, I'm like, I keep them on shit. I'm sleeping. Now, yeah, me too. let them dry, dry off. Dry them out at night. So I'm, we're back there hunting, very successful hunt, mm -hmm. awesome hunt. We get 
stuck back there for two extra days. I can't remember the total amount of days. I think it was like eight or so. Yeah, I can't remember. But we socks were... never came off one time. Not a <laughs> single time. Socks never came off. Yeah. Can't believe it. Yeah, just leave them on. I wear them at night, let them dry out in the sleeping bag, <laughs> get up, put the boot on, and go at it again. But what you just described there, too, is also a very good tip that I don't think Renzo realized is Clipping your toenails before you go hunting. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's a big one. You always got, yeah, you always got to have good also, whatever. Also you know, clean, drink. clean, clean between your toes. Yeah. So I get a little sand, a little, little grit between your toes. Especially when you're not seeing your toes for the that's next right. twelve days. Somehow I've had the couple hunts where all of a sudden I go on a hunt and I'm wearing flip flops as I'm driving. All of a sudden I realize like, damn, yeah, my toenails are long. They're. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm wow. somehow missed clipping them. So now I carry a set of toenail clippers mm-hmm. in my truck at all times. So if I somehow you know yes. life Forget. whatever happens at home, I. Going on a hunt, like I don't want to have, you know, long toes because that's going to mm-hmm. also impede me. I'm going downhill and smashing those things in the front. So I have an extra set in my truck at all times. Get to a trail out, look at my toes really quick, and I, clip them. I got that from running. So like I would pull up, I would sign up for you know a, a run, a half marathon or whatever, and I would always do that because like your feet just impact over and over yeah. and over. You smash your feet. So clean my tongue. Another tip. There's a quick tip for you. Love quick tips. Yeah. If you get, if you're getting some issues between your toes, you know, blistering from toes rubbing together. Um, one of the biggest things I always do when I was running a lot of miles is you kind of just put a thin layer of Vaseline mm. on your feet yeah. between your toes. And they also make some stuff. That's uh, a football trick. Yeah. Is it? Did you guys yep. do that in football? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always used to put some Vaseline between my toes, which kind of helped the friction, and I yeah. never got blisters that way. Uh, look, I'm not afraid to admit it or say it. I got a wife. It's kind of a... Oh, I know where you're going. Go get a pedicure. <laughs> oh, what? Where I thought you were going. No, not where I was... <laughs> you just lose your man card. I, I might I don't... I honestly, I don't give a shit. Get a but patty, like, huh? So the one thing, yes, I carry toenail clippers in my truck. I also carry a file. I think a lot of the file is going to look really? like I, I take my wife's, my, <laughs> my wife's nail file. What? You just, just in case, like you never, you never know. It's just in case I've, I've used it a couple times. Do you carry things too? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but honestly, pedicure, nice family, t- you know, wife time before I leave and get out of town. Yeah. It's fantastic. And if anybody wants to talk shit about it, just go do it. I'm telling you, like, wow. uh, it's awesome. I just learned a lot right there. They are professionals at nail and toe care they're professionals Mm -hmm. i don't know what the hell i'm doing let them do it it's awesome (laughs) it's i'm telling you it is fantastic how i'm telling you it is fantastic i think we should do this for brady for content piece just take him down yeah take him in for a a patty i'm gonna Uh, pull those suckers out and be like wow do you just live in the mountains i'd be like "Eh, i was i for the first couple times i was kind of embarrassed to like to show my feet but yeah. i mean after 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 a while you're like this is so fantastic i don't really give a shit so <laughs> let's go huh i just learned a lot about lorenzo there right you there. go i'm not look i'm not afraid to say it. telling you a, a, a good pedicure dropping, dropping knowledge bombs. before you head off into the back country fantastic i've oh. never i've never had a petty but sounds good you get yeah. the full massage i have been for full body massages before hunts and i'm here to tell you that's a game changer hmm. i'm not a massage guy you got to sore like, back before you leave. That should, thing will loosen right up. My thing with massages, I have never felt better getting off of the table than I did before getting on the table. Now, granted, it, like multiple days later, yes. Y- yeah, a day or two later. But I've never felt better getting off the table. I've only had one, and it was like in Mexico once. <laughs> It's a weird one. Well, okay, yeah, just yeah. We were, I mean, Are you hmm. sure that was a massage? <laughs> I, I was with my family. It's only t- all right. It was my okay, family. Okay. And I hated every second of it because I felt like my body was getting 
destroyed. Yeah, I felt uncomfortable point. afterwards because yeah. my body just hurt. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want that anymore. Never done it since. Dude, I had a sore back before you and I went hunting in New Mexico. My lower back was just aching. Killing you? Yeah, just killing. Well, you were off another elk hunt. Yeah, just just murder. And so I went in, I got a deep tissue massage. And the lady that did it, she kind of worked my back over. And then she was like, hey, I think you got some tensions. I think it's in your ass. She's Ooh. like, yeah. She's like, I, I think I can work this out. I said, cool, yeah, do whatever you need to do. And I'm telling you, I walked out of there a brand new man. I really? felt so much better. And I've done that since. Like That if hamstring, ass, lower mm-hmm. back chain. Yeah. If one of those is off, I, I do agree that with that. I'm, uh, I'm just, I just feel like I have to say this right now. It sounds like men are getting soft. <laughs> I'm just I, blown away right I, now. I, I don't know. All I'm, I'm saying, blown away. All I'm Look, saying, I'm not getting soft. I refuse to get soft. But there are some niceties in life. And, you know, instead of taking care of my own toes, I'm saying if you, if you got deal. lower back pains, you got back pains, man, and it means the difference between going hunting and staying home with a hurt back, I'm getting a deep tissue massage. <laughs> just do some deadlifts. Uh, some deadlifts with a sore back. <laughs> yeah, with a sore back. Just going to make uh, it more, more tight. Gosh. Just do the, uh, what's the upside down thing? The, the teeter hang up guy? Yeah, yeah. That would probably be good. Probably good. Probably yeah, would the be inversion good. table. Or what ha- what that ha- is. Speaking of that, what happened to our inversion table? We used to have I don't know. I think day. still, do we still have it? We I've never still seen have it. it. We used to have it at the office. Brady, yeah. you never had a massage. That Just that one in Mexico, and that's it. Never again. I'll bet you there's probably a massage parlor on every corner in Vegas. Ooh. Maybe not ones you want to go to. <laughs> you might get arrested. Why don't you go get one? Just report back. I want to hear if, if it changes your life. I got one to send you to. But why? Because they're great, I have not, man. Just by the way, I have not gone. Porter is begging me to go. But I'm not I'm not a massage guy. But we should send you there. No. I, I, I stay hard for a reason. I've had, I, think, hard. I think I've had three ever. And it was all before I left on a hunt. Because my, my lower back or something was, was bugging me. Yeah. yeah. And so I went and got a deep tissue and I, I walked out feeling fantastic. I'm deeply passionate about not doing this. <laughs> deeply passionate. <laughs> you will be deeply passionate about a... Deep a, tissue? Uh, no, a... Uh, a pedicure? Pedicure. I'm telling you, man, they are legitimate professionals. Like your <sighs> toes... And it's... I shouldn't say like... It's not a massage. It's like a... I don't know. They like... I don't know, stretch your toe, like pull it, get your, all your toes back. Cause all Why? we do is wear shoes constantly. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like it's all we do is wear shoes. So they kind of work your feet like back. It's almost like chiropractic for your feet. They kind of work them back into where they're supposed to be. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't really believe in chiropractors. I've been oh, to chiropractors. I've yeah. been to chiropractors before and I've just been like, I think you messed things up worse. So let me get this straight. You're, you want me to lay still and you're going to snap my neck. Yeah. Like this is what we're doing here. Do you ever see those videos like on Instagram of people popping their neck or their back? I'm like, that cannot be good. No, thanks. So, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the chiropractor, but deep tissue massage, I'm all about that. Hmm. Get it, Brady. We're going to report back. Wow, I I need to think about this one. Brady, get a new pair. I think we need a content. I think people should (laughs) let us know. We should do a content piece on Brady before and after this uh, massage that Porter keeps raving about. No. For the right reason. No, I shouldn't say the right. For the actual <laughs> massage reason. I'd rather throw a backpack on with 60 pounds of concrete and go run around for a while, and that's my massage. You do both. You got to do both. You got to do both. Hey, recovery. You do all that right up to the point. You get a deep tissue massage. You give it two days. You hit opening day. After a hard like, workout, what about a glass of whiskey? That's going to give me my muscles all relaxed. <laughs> Isn't that what you're supposed to do? You, so you stay hard. You feel well, like Hercules, man. You feel so good going into the woods. I, su- uh, I subscribe to the Ron Swanson mentality. Oh, I love Ron. <laughs> one of the greatest characters of all time. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I don't. love the, the part where there is that uh, JJ's diner. Oh, JJ's. He's like, yeah. I want 
all the eggs and bacon you have. And the waiter goes to walk away and he's like, I think you misunderstood me when I said all and you just take that as a lot. I'm telling you I want all of the eggs and bacon you have. Yep. Uh, that guy's uh, the best. All right. Good deal. Any questions? You guys got more about boots? Any I, other, think, I think we ran any through the whole gamut of boots. No, we'll follow up on this going into this year too because I have a backcountry hunt already and I potentially could have two. We'll kind of follow up on the changes we're making. Yeah, yeah, and I will say now's a great time. I'll, I'll just reiterate it. Now's a great time to buy boots. You can use the promo code podcast. Get yourself 10% off. We also, I mean, I fully realize the complexities of trying to buy a pair of boots, especially yeah. if you've never come out west and you don't really even know what you're looking for in a hiking boot. We've got people in the shop, in the gear shop, whether you call up and talk to, you know, Dave or Brandon or Branson or Paul, oh, yeah. you know, those guys have tried a bunch of different boots. They're here in the shop day in and day out. They know, you know, what's coming in. They know, they know the right available. questions to ask They know too. the right question. And that's a lot of it. That's the main part of it is it the right is, question is to knowing ask. what questions to ask. Yeah. yeah. Typically I ask people, what's a boot that's worked for you? Yeah. You know, and from that, these guys know enough about the selection that we have that they can put you in a boot that's very comparable to yeah. that, that will do what yeah. you need to. And so. if you're ever in Vegas for whatever reason. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, stop at our That's replaceable if you could stop by in person. No. But it's not reality for everybody. So we try to make it as virtual and as possible. And if you live in Vegas, how many people live in Vegas? A lot. I mean, and, and it's we. growing by the day. And we don't, I mean, we sell, we're a hunting company. We yeah. sell hunting boots. But most of these boots are from mountaineering, you know, recreation, outdoor recreation crowd. We, we sell more boots than REI guaranteed. I, I, I promise you, if you're looking for a hiking boot. And we don't just sell men's. We sell women's. We, yeah, sell we women's get some women's boots, boots as well. So, yeah, stop in. Come, come in and buy your hiking, hunting boots yep. at Go Hunt. We have best selection, hands down. That's no. something like I'm super... When we got into boots, I was like, "Let's, we're gonna do boots, do it right." Like we Man, said we before, do it right. We went, we went head first. There's yep. No question about that. Cool. Drop questions if you got questions. Reach yep. out. What's our email now? Oh yeah, Big Hunt guys big at hunt go guys. Hunt, or at uh, yeah gohunt.com. Yep, big Hunt guys at gohunt.com. Yeah, we have an email. We, yeah. we should have mentioned do. that last time. We have a reach out service now. Yeah, so let us contact know. us. Service. Yeah, let us know if you got questions. And then you'll love, speak directly with us. Yeah, podcast love, suggestions. Yeah, podcast yeah. suggestions, questions. Yep. We thought maybe. We'd Doing some Q&A. I mean, this would have been a great one to maybe yep. pull in some Q&A on the tail end yeah. of it. We but can follow up, though, as it gets deeper into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Draws start coming out. We'll start seeing what tags we have. It's another good time to pick up boots. Yep. Yeah. If you got questions about boots or anything else, drop us uh, a comment or anything you'd like to see on the podcast. Big Hunt guys at GoHunt.com. Yep. Peace. See you guys out. <laughs>